Hi, I would like to begin this episode by thanking some people, people like B-Nugs, Daniel Christensen, Craig Newton, My Marvelous Year, and Nicholas Pryor. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us a couple of bucks a month. Really helps us out, supports this show, supports this entire network, and gets you cool stuff in return, we think. Uh, yeah, go check it out. That's at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club pod call. <laughs> and this week we are talking about Silent Hill, which is a survival horror game developed and published by Konami for the PlayStation in 1999. Thank you, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cassie, for executive producing us. Gotta say, I was reluctant to cover Silent Hill, but uh, we're here now, yeah, and you, that's what matters. You're real, you've been resistant to the series for a really long time. I know, right? <laughs> we should have started with four. <laughs> you know? It's like we all told you. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, that um, was our yeah, strategy for a while, awesome. starting with the most bizarre and entry of a series. Yeah. You do four, and you work your way outwards. Yes. Both sides towards the middle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is an interesting thing for WAF because mm-hmm. we've covered a game that is kind of a remake of it. Yeah. Like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I, when we did Silent Hill three, the last Silent Hill, not the last Silent Hill game we've done the second Silent Hill game we did. Uh, I played this to prep for it because it was a remake yeah. of this and now they're both in the app on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, but Shatter Memories is is it's its own, you know, really, really different thing. Really, the yeah. the, the the only the broadest strokes of character names and the fact that you're in a town called Silent Hill, uh, is, uh you know, uh, that, that that that's really the only similarity. Uh, and yeah, this two's is very different as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, one and three that are have this pairing. Yes, and this is this is weird and foundational. You know, I would yeah. say that. Where Resident Evil was, I think, broadly uh, mechanically influential. I think that Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to think of a game in horror or like video games that is as broadly aesthetically influential as the original Silent Hill is. Yeah, it's 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 really up there. Yeah, for sure. There 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 would be things that came later that ended up setting a lot of tones. Mm -hmm. Right, like like Amnesia ended up being very influential. Amnesia birthed a whole big bunch of things mm-hmm. and such. But yeah, very influential. Um and cool. Like there the things of this game, you know, I came away this is the second time I played it. It's definitely a goodbye for me. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't I don't like how this game feels that much and we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Not at length. But the um the atmosphere of this is unique. Like the thing with Silent Hill is that like 
it it does one thing that every other horror series doesn't really do, mm-hmm. and it's almost the only place to get it. Yeah. You know, so it not doing the other things doesn't really matter that much because if you want this thing, like it, it does have a unique flavor to it. Yeah. Um, you know, in and it uh with sequels, it felt like it hung out in that flavor a lot more than Resident Evil did, which was more experimental, mm-hmm. you know, often for not, like you know, often for gun survivor <laughs> reasons. Right. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. This is the OG. This is uh this is Harry Mason. He's mm-hmm. here on vacation. That meme. Um, he's a father. He's searching for his daughter, Cheryl. She goes mm-hmm. missing in the resort town of Silent Hill. Yeah. Seems like a bad resort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there there is a you know, there there there's a fairground. <laughs> uh you know, there's a there's a couple attractions. There's a lake. I uh, imagine the lake would be nice. Yeah. You know, I just picture yeah. it like a like a nice main lake town, you know? Um yeah. but uh with the uh, horrible secrets and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, we're going to talk about those. Uh, the, just, I think that this, uh, this lays down kind of just, uh, some of the basics for why this, why we see the versions of Silent Hill that we do, but, uh, the series mm-hmm. in general goes, uh, go, goes into kind of broader strokes of, uh, you know, this actual location being a problem as opposed to just the cultists or just this little girl, uh, yeah. uh you know, seven black hair short. Uh, yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, this is a really standard survival horror game, you know, uh, especially for the era you run around with tank controls, uh, you're navigating spaces, you're solving puzzles, you're fighting monsters. Uh, if you're familiar with, uh, survival horror games from the PlayStation one and PlayStation two era, you're going to feel right at home here. Yeah. Yeah. This plays like that. Um, one of the big differences between this game and those games is an emphasis on melee combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry is not in stars. He's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and that's reflected in the controls. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and reflected in the combat. Uh, the combat is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that Silent Hill figures this out. Like in really in any of them, like it gets no. better in two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, cause we're doing this right before resident evil eight and I played them back to back Yeah, and it was making me think about resident evil. And one of the weird low key ways that I think that the combat, uh, in this is a little bit worse mm-hmm. than that series is that I don't think it has the same intentional tuning in terms of like the, the resource management. Right. Part of this, like it feels more, more haphazard than that. Yeah. You know, that like, oh, I have three zombies to kill and I have exactly one and a half zombies worth of bullets. Mm-hmm. Intentionality between checkpoints. Yes. Like that doesn't feel very intentionally done here, I don't think. No, no. Like broadly, Resident Evil, except for like very particular screens, the the, the enemies that are there are the enemies that are there. You know, to the point where like one of the coolest things about the remake uh, of Resident Evil 1 is the fact that, you know, it is it is kept track of so, you know, so tightly that a, a zombie that you kill and don't account for can come back as a as a more dangerous thing. Uh, like Chekhov's Crimson Head. Yeah, yeah. You know, if like, if oh, a I zombie just... is found in Act 1, it must fire by Act 3. <laughs> right, right. Or um, do not fire, as the case may be. <laughs> if you... Yeah, or, you know, you come back and they're replaced with uh, they're, they're replaced with hunters and things like that. You don't have that kind of conservation um, in this, I think. And something else that makes this a little bit weaker on the combat front is that the spaces are not really designed for combat like uh, like RE is. No. You know? 
Um, yeah. and a lot of that, like, I would not get rid of the, the, like the, the, the town, uh, sequences. I think that that is like a cool differentiator for this series. Um, mm-hmm. but the fact that you have this big wide open space where enemies can come from any, any angle and are seemingly infinite does rob them of the ability to tune things as tightly as one would hope that they could. 100 percent and it's worth like you know i want to camp on this just for a second because i don't want to bring it up every time it shows up in the game Mm -hmm. you know but the the two things are not disconnected right like i want to think that uh oh like this is something you just play you know for the atmosphere and scares and story uh and and puzzles and you ignore the combat but it is a real uh scare killer Mm -hmm. to go down a lot of empty hallways with that are like, you know, kind of the copy paste tool feels like they just kind of spammed in enemies. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are most levels of this game will have a long hallway that you run down where enemies kind of either respawn or feel like they effectively respawn and you do the same encounter a lot. Yeah. And that's tedious on its own, but it also does rob from the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like and it, it feels like an easy fix, like fewer monsters, but make them worse. Yeah. You know, if I'm going down the hallway, one thing's stalking me. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm going down the street, but it it just kind of doesn't do it. So yeah. it it does rob from the strengths of this game, which is a real bummer. Yeah, like and it, it takes a while for it to do it. Mm-hmm. Like the actual strengths, the feeling of you being in this atmosphere and anything being able to come get you, and the radio, which is like a genius touch, mm-hmm. um, show up and it feels great. And then eventually it just becomes like a chore. Like oh, it's just another monster from the fog it's just another <laughs> you know biaki just popped out of the the, it, the fog oh no yeah. and it, it made me feel less scared in the other parts yeah like it i for a long time when i played this i felt like um the beginning of the game just had scarier stuff mm-hmm. in it and the, i was like oh the end of the game isn't really scary like no they, they actually do scary stuff there they've yep. just already done it <laughs> you know it ends up being kind of a flat line rather than an escalation in a lot of ways Yeah. And it it does some harm. Like it, it made me want someone to do a mod mm-hmm. for this. Like the same way you, you know they modded Soma to bring out the monsters. Do a mod that cuts the monsters like ninety percent. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, have me inch forward in the fog, not sure if something's going to jump up, rather than just run in a zigzag. Right. Yeah. You know, you know because there's again these biakis are going to come down. Like no, you just have to run serpentine down this incredibly wide yeah. street because Harry is at point two point two scale. Um, it is an incredibly luxuriously huge street. Home, Silent home Hill of the has, wide it's home of the locked door and the wide street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think it just uh, like for like on the combat front, it really could have done with memorable encounters. And I think that what you're describing mm-hmm. would lead to that, right? Resident Evil has memorable encounters. You know, there yeah. there are bosses here, and you remember those because there's just one of those, and they're big, but like. You know, there are particular you remember rooms in this, but because of like the cool haunted house set piece stuff that was happening there. Yes. Not because of like a challenge that you were met with that you had to overcome, you know, in this dramatic high stakes kind of last moment kind of thing. Yeah. And and my the the thing I don't want to have be lost as we spend like most of the rest of the episode like keeping praise on the atmosphere mm-hmm. is that I do think that they they touch each other. Yes. You know, like I like this game. I don't you know silent it's it's I like Silent Hill one and three. I love Silent Hill two. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think it does the, those highs even better. Yeah. You know, this is something I really like, but not without some caveats, mm-hmm. you know, and it, yeah. and it's the way that the weaknesses affect the strength. It's not just the 
presence of the weaknesses. Yeah. And the weaknesses that we talked about, I think, are more, you know, fundamental than just, oh, the camera is rough and, oh, Harry attacks very slowly and the enemies kind of just uh, run and like, like there's that wonkiness that is there. I feel like that's baked into the cake with anything from this uh, period, especially anything Mm -hmm. 3D. Um, the, the, the lack of memorable encounters, that feels like a design problem that they didn't quite have a a, a handle on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is a bummer and we can dispense with that and talk about all the cool stuff, but just know, like if, you know, if you haven't played this, it's still worth playing Mm -hmm. 100%, like, you know, give this a spin. It's short and good. Mm -hmm. Uh, just know that there will be a lot of running down endless hallways and failing to hit dogs. <laughs> like dogs attack you. You miss them by a second. It looks like you hit them. Mm-hmm. They still knock you for a second. Snarf at your crotch. Yeah. A lot of little zombie babies come up and run and try to like, you know, like when you're hanging out with a real baby, every once in a while, get like really intimate with your, your privates on accident. Cause yeah, they're yeah. exactly that height. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, that happens to you in this for terror reasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of along with the resource stuff, we should say that one survival horror staple that Silent Hill lacks, at least the original in 1, 2, and 3, they would add this misguidedly in 4 in Origins, Um, but um, uh, Silent Hill does not have a limited inventory. Uh, Everything you Mm -hmm. pick up, you pick up with abandon. You are not managing space. You are not making trade-offs for what you can carry around. Uh, which is good because these are big spaces and backtracking to run to a box, uh, uh, I, I think would be would be a bummer um, in these mm-hmm. the way that this is designed. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's it's a lack of a thing, not something that they biffed. Yes, you know. Um, there are puzzles in this, uh, and these can be just like grabbing a doodad, you know, and knowing where to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sometimes there are clues and documents where you'll solve, uh, riddles. Mm-hmm. Some of these are real good. Some of them are very simple. Uh, but generally, you know, they, you run the gamut and they're better than average. Yes. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, for the riddles and clues, puzzles in this. Yeah. Um, one of the things about this game that both, uh, again, is, is a double-edged sword for it is that this is fully 3d rendered mm-hmm. um it is not uh you know these these beautiful still shots this is so the camera can move around mm-hmm. um you know so you know you think about resident evil you think about the camera stuck in the corner and you controlling your your person here uh the camera will have kind of a, a home base it'll be in but it will shift slightly mm-hmm. uh, as you move and you can control it if you want to immediately get motion sick <laughs> uh, if, if you want to have the silent hill experience of vomiting next to your computer where you're emulating this <laughs> uh, start fucking around with the camera that is really funny because it didn't bother me and i'm normally the canary in the coal mine for that yeah, you're they, the coal in the canary mine. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I uh, I do not like how swingy the camera feels, and it kind of fighting me a little bit. Yeah, when I'm yeah. trying to move it, it this it made me very queasy whenever I tried to fuck with it. And luckily, you don't have to mm-hmm. really. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. M- m- most of the time, it is uh, it is generally fine. Uh, like if, uh, when I find myself adjusting it behind me, it's just because it is giving me the crash bandicoot angle when I'm going down a hallway and I want to not miss a door if I'm running. Yeah. You know, it's usually the, uh, it's usually the problem. Like auto aim is a, is a thing, you know, so it's not necessarily needed to, you know, make sure that you're not wasting ammo on enemies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, so this, this, these pre-rendered or these non-pre-rendered backgrounds, these three backgrounds are a plus and a minus. Like you get this kind of. Uh, uncanny Dorito chonk 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, texture onto everything. And the fact that PlayStation 1 can't make straight lines mm-hmm. uh, is, is good. Like the wall is kind of shifting and undulating. struggling. <laughs> space this aesthetic is home to me gary it is home (laughs) yeah i i i really like it i think that you lose a lot of detail Mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer like one of the things i like about um you know when i'm playing even an old resident evil game Mm -hmm. are the little details in the space yeah um you know you end up having a lot of uh fairly anonymous rooms yeah in this, like as anonymous as you can get when there's like a caged half corpse, <laughs> like as a wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's that's the same caged half corpse that it's in a lot of rooms. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, less unique spaces. What I will say though is, based on our description and based on what you're picturing from a PS1 game, you are probably picturing something that is way less detailed, but as than this actually is. The art design and kind of I would say the uh, the, the the set design in this. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they do sharpen it up quite, quite a bit compared to what you might be, uh, you know, thinking is going to be present here. It, it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. I, I think that I would have like, there's a weird, there's a weird element where like part of the, and it kind of ties into the, the hallway fight thing, but mm-hmm. the, the lack of memorable encounters, there are also rooms that will have like maybe like a feature mm-hmm. to them, um, to kind of differentiate them. Yeah. But more detail would be welcome. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's not, again, again, you're getting, it's a double, to me, it is a double-edged sword. How like you're getting you? that, <laughs> you're getting that, those jaggy walls, you're getting that kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. which is, is a strength, uh, but it has an anonymizing effect, or at least it did to me. Yeah, I can, I, I can, um, I can come rooms. around to that. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can meet you there. Um, yeah. uh, th- how, so the, one of the pluses to this, and normally you wouldn't say this about, uh, a technical limitation, but because this move to full 3d was technic, you know, was so technologically costly, um, on the mm-hmm. aging PS one, you know, this was 1999, uh, people were already turning their attention to what was going to be coming next. Um, uh, they had to find a way to hide the incredibly short draw distance, uh, they weren't able to do big scenes, and so they introduced two of the most, uh, I think, iconic elements of the Silent Hill aesthetic. Uh, fog, uh, which is ever-present, and darkness. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that in a lot of indoor spaces, you can't really see anything unless, you're, uh, unless, unless your flashlight is on. And, like, dynamic light and shadow? Not necessarily a thing that happened an awful lot on the PlayStation 1, even, you know, as late in this era as this was, right? You know, Mm -hmm. generally... Uh, you know, on this hardware, things tended to be pretty flat. A lot of PC games, dynamic lighting was, you know, still a, a, a bore, you know, was still a bullet point headline feature um, on on these things. The fact that they managed to accomplish this in spite of the technical limitations while also establishing such a strong aesthetic is a fucking triumph for 1999. Yeah, it's it's really good looking. Yeah, like the 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 outdoor area specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, the I I'm, I'm bigger into the fog than the darkness in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fog looks really unique and cool. Yeah, to me, uh, hu- hugely awesome first impression. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing else looks like this when you're walking around the town. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd seen dark games before, mm-hmm. uh, but fog was new. Yes. And, and it, it's, it's certainly a compromise, but it ended up being, you know, closing your eyes and throwing a dart and hitting a bullseye you know, or, <laughs> or something like, like it just, it works perfectly. Yeah. Um, the other like big thing that I think contributes a lot to the, the terror of this is the radio, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about that they, they introduce. Um, this is, you know, slender man rules. Like it <laughs> gives you it electronics act up. When monsters are nearby, right? 
um, this is really good because you cannot see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works in, in tandem with the darkness and fog. You're walking around. The radio goes off, you know, until you eventually learn that you just have to zigzag right, right. through everything and you should ignore the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that fatigue sets in, you're like looking around desperately trying to find what the radio knows is there, <laughs> but you don't. And it creates this like almost miniature sack of dramatic irony. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the radio <laughs> sees it, but the car- but Harry doesn't, uh-huh. you know, uh, and it's really, really great and tense. You don't know which way it's coming. You just know that it is coming mm-hmm. and it, it, it does a really good job of creating a feeling of dread uh, with with the encounter design early on, or not encounter design, but just the monsters being yeah. plopped no. down. You know? Yes, yeah. uh, really, really good stuff. Um, I love that radio. Yeah, uh, that is a really good touch. It is an essential part of the sound design. It is, you know, you like you can turn it off, but why would you? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It doesn't give you any. Uh, it doesn't give you any advantage like turning off the the, the flashlight does with uh, with certain enemies. Um, and the way that it plays with the soundtrack and with the ambience um, and adds kind of to this, uh, you know, sensory overload, you know, if you're in this kind of tight combat area. Um, yeah, it is. A, it is a wonderful and again, inseparable part of, uh, of the Silent Hill experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I love it. Yeah. Very good. Uh, another contrast with Resident Evil. Uh, those comparisons are inevitable. So ap- I apologize for kind of hitting on that same well, note. The, the developers set out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, you let's know, try this. <laughs> the initial idea was let's make a, a Resident Evil. So, yeah. And then yeah. it morphed into something different. But the initial idea was let's make a more blockbuster Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in contrast to that, this is not a puzzle box space or like a, uh, you know, one puzzle box space that is connected to one half that size and then one half the second one size. That is your, uh, that is your final area. Um, this is a kind of a whole town with multiple set piece dungeons in it. Obviously, it yeah. is not as, you know, explorable as, you know, one would think you can only go in certain uh, certain areas. But again, the first impression and the broad sense of running around this massive abandoned space to these, you know, r- realistic, practical locations, you know, municipal buildings is where you spend most of your time here, not, you know, distant labs and things like that. Uh, again, you have that uh, kind of uncanny uh, kind of fe- uh, feature to it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that is ultimately, you know, mechanically illusory, but a huge part of the experience is, you know, the fact that you have this whole town to yourself, except for the monsters and one or two cultists. Well, and the other thing that this, uh, this bit does, you know, this not being a puzzle box is that this is not about the feeling of empowerment you get from knowing a space, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like I could draw a relatively decent map of the Resident Evil one mansion, mm-hmm. you know, and I imagine you could, you could too. Yep. Uh, if you had to, um, part of the joy of that game is that being overwhelming at first, but then you slowly unlocking it and then knowing it. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill is resistant to that. It doesn't want you to do that because, uh, one, you know, the spaces don't have like, again, they're more municipally, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the class, the, the school has as many rooms as a classroom would have. Mm-hmm. It's not video gamed at all. Uh, but the wide, you know, the lack of draw distance, you know, sight distance and the, the wide streets and everything make you reliant on a map to make you feel lost mm-hmm. during it. Um, this is a game where, uh, at least in my experience, I am constantly checking the map. Yes. Um, I do not get a sense of where anything is yeah. really I've... in these, in these rooms. And and part of it is that non- anonymity mm-hmm. I mentioned before, part of it is, uh, you know, because the, the rooms are just not as detailed. Mm-hmm. Part of it is, I, I think, intentional yeah. um, to keep you feeling lost and that it kind of underlines that's intentional with the last level, which I have some feelings about, mm-hmm. but like the, when it starts going into the map proof, 
you know, area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it starts, uh, you know, I think that it makes a good decision by kind of always keeping you on the edge of the unknown, kind of ushering you, um, you know, rushing you along uh, once you have done everything in a space. Um, yeah. You know, it, it wants you to go someplace new. It wants you to feel unmoored. Um, and yeah. generally it works. Yeah. A different, a different strength. You yeah. know, again, it's going for something different. Mm-hmm. So like you lose that feeling of like knowing the mansion, which is a really good feeling and extend, uh, instead get this feeling of like, Oh, where am I going to go now? Yeah. You know, what kind of like the philatera society <laughs> that I'm going to go to and it's endless, you know, broken doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and most spaces are explored twice. You've got to the, uh, the silent Hill duality here. You have, mm-hmm. um, the fog version of silent Hill, uh, which is still dangerous, but not, uh, like outright hostile and nightmarish. And then there's the other world or the nightmare version, which is what you're probably thinking of when you're thinking of silent Hill, bloody grates, lots of, uh, corpses everywhere. And, uh, you know, more monsters, things like that. Um, and the, uh, the other world versions tend to be a little bit more dreamlike, uh, a little bit more symbolic, um, and definitely more, uh, uh haunted housey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little, little nine snails video-y, mm-hmm. you know, at times, like it's a little, uh, or what is it? A Cenobite? Like it's like real Cenobite hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's, it's time for just uh, man, man cages <laughs> on the wall and you don't want to hear what those are for. No, you really don't. How could you be comfortable yeah. around them? How could you even guess? <laughs> um, you know, individual, like I agree with you, like individual, you know, bits that they have set up, like the, you know, when I notice, like, oh man, like instead of, you know, behind the wall, there's just a cage. And like, if I look real closely, mm-hmm. oh, that's a dude, Yeah, you know, uh, that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a huge amount of like visual variety, um, in this to my eye, uh, the, the, you know, they can't do the, uh, uh, they can't do the real time transitions that you would only get, um, you know, when you get around to, um, uh, like the one or two very specific scenes in Silent Hill two and three, but like they would lean into the full on uh, the the transition happens while you're conscious in Silent Hill Homecoming. Instead, what they end up have like having is you know as you move through a space, uh, it is just designed statically so that um, everything is kind of just replaced and slowly uh, kind of turns into the nightmare version, kind of like uh, uh, Disney World or Disneyland. There are never like gates or walls in between the different lands. It's just kind of like, oh, Main Street just slowly segues into, you know, uh, Pioneer Mountain Town, right? Yeah. This will slowly segue just by just by very canny um, and very intentional set design, uh, which is a mm-hmm. very again a very good compromise. Yeah, it looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. So this uh, there is a lot of kind of surreal space stuff going mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, this, unlike, uh, like, like a resident evil where that place definitely exists, even though supernatural kind of things are kind of happening there, sort of, you know, bad science. Yeah. Um, this is explicitly supernatural. This is a, uh, you know, you've got in the notes here is a pocket dimension that hates you. It is a, it is a adversarial location mm-hmm. that is going to change to hurt you. Like the, uh, like the Escher labs in dusk. Yes. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I have no idea if anybody else has used this kind, you know, has used this term to describe something, but, you know, in thinking about like, what, what about this is scary to me, you know, the moment in this where you feel like you have gone to every floor on this hospital, but then at a certain point, there's a fourth floor button in the elevator that wasn't there before, like Silent Mm -hmm. Hill is dipping its toe into this ontological horror, I think. 
um, yeah. that, is, that, that is, you know, very much playing with the mutability of reality in dreamlike spaces, right? Yeah, and 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 that is that is a, a horror thing that has been used a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but importantly, like not really in games. Yes, before this, you know, like uh, I'll say it so you don't have to. Like that's House of Leaves stuff. Mm-hmm. This is bigger on the inside than outside. House of Leaves came out a but, year after this. Yeah. Well, and House of Leaves didn't invent it. Mm-hmm. Let's not get yeah. it twisted. Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. This, this, this is not that guy's concept. He did not invent that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just wanted the, to make sure uh, we we weren't making a claim about causality. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Um, but the, uh, uh the, the good really seen that in games mm-hmm. so much, yeah. uh, before that. Uh, so it, so it felt very unique mm-hmm. in that, and it's already like, it's currently a cool trope. Oh you yeah. Know, that, is, that is a cool trope, but to see it for the first time, especially like this early on mm-hmm. huge impact. Yes. Yeah. Um, also a huge impact is, um, uh, the, you know, the, the, the fact that this story is very vague and very contradictory. Uh, you know, <laughs> like we're part of the dark souls lore community, et cetera. Right. Uh, whatever that is, that's a, that, that's a place where we have carved out a corner, you know, these, you know, the, the silent hill lore community back in the early two thousands on, on game facts with plot analyses and with, you know, fan pages, uh, things like that. Just this really enthusiastic lore explainers and plot analysis. There were people out there, you know, who really dedicated themselves to trying to solve this mystery, trying to put it together. And it was intentionally made this way. It was not something that was a result of like bad localization. This localization is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though there is like a note in the PAL and Japanese version that's like very important. Yes. That does not show up in the North American version for no real good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is something where like, and I, I, there are things I don't love about this game that I'm going to talk about because that's watch out for fireballs. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to think I don't like this because I bring up something negative because that's how internet is. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual base story of this, I'm not crazy about oh. like three does it better. And then also like, it's not that interesting. No, like world building and lore, I think is very good yeah. in this, you know, the actual story as to what happens in the game I don't think is that good. Yeah. You know, it's this weird mix between narrative and lore. Like the things that happened before I showed up. Very Mm -hmm. cool. Yes. Uh, The things that the town is capable of. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The cult. Pretty cool. Like it's an all right cult. The drug (laughs) subplot. I don't care. Yeah. And then what actually happens during the game, I don't think is that cool. Okay. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's playing in cool spaces. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they didn't have their, uh, they, they, they didn't have their feet under them. Uh, let, let, no. let's say as, as, you know, as much as they would, as much as they would have it later. Um, I, you know, ultimately what you are doing is being manipulated, right? You know, just, uh, somebody is sending you out to, uh, you know, you think you're helping, but you're actually just playing into the bad people's hands. And there's a subversion about, you know, who actually wants the, you know, the bad, the bad things to happen, but it is pretty video gamey actually, where you are looking for somebody, you get a, you know, a hint, oh, they, they might be in this level. You go through that level and then at the end, it's like, ah, shit, they may have gone over here, <laughs> you know, yeah. and there's been their space in between. It's a lot of being led around by the nose, um, which is, the, uh, which is yes. a, a problem. And that is video games, you know, for, 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 all, for a lot of them, that is most of video games. A lot of video games do a better job of hiding than this one does well and and to me and this is not a fair comparison it's just to really explicitly silent hill 2 right like i played that i picked at this when it was when i was younger but i never beat it until before we did silent hill 3 Mm -hmm. so playing silent hill 2 first 
doesn't do this any favors. Mm -hmm. Like that has a, a a much higher level of artfulness yes. to its you know themes mm -hmm. and everything. Like this does not touch my heart. Yeah, Silent Hill Two broke my heart. It had mm -hmm. the atmosphere and then also like punched me in the fucking gut. Yeah, and made yeah. me sad. Uh, I don't care too much about these guys. Like they're cool because I like them because they're in Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't relate to these characters. I don't have that feeling of um, emotional truth. Yeah, yeah. From this that it, adds to the horror in Silent Hill Two. Harry is bland. I think that they make some. Um, that they make some very. Uh, kind of like they make some decisions that are very adjacent to what would drive somebody to do a, um, a, uh, a silent protagonist in a game. Just like we, we really don't want to, you know, by putting you in the viewpoint of an opinionated character, we don't want to color the viewer's impression of what's going on. You know, they specifically like designed Harry to even be visually bland, you know, when they, when, yeah. when they, when they put him together, it is very hard to be invested in his search for, in a search for his daughter. Um, a lot of the coolest stuff in this I think, you know, I, th I think that like the cool thing here is Alessa and the way that her nightmare and her childhood has shaped, has shaped the space around her and as she, you know, yeah. is, is directly doing this. A lot of that is, you know, very obliquely handled. If more of that was fronted and direct, this would be less special, but I think it would, it would ultimately be more, more accessible. Um, and I think it would, you know, kind of stand on its own, you know, it, well, it, yeah. It's the tragedy. Like yes. it's the sad thing that happens in this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it would have those bits like when, you know, they're just few and far between. Yeah. Like those bits are really good when you're learning about her and like the nurse whose job it was to keep this festering burn victim alive. And mm -hmm. all this stuff is, is pretty cool horror stuff. Mm -hmm. It just, it to me, it, it lacks an emotional yeah. core uh, that is something that I want from Silent Hill, right? Like yeah. the idea of a psychological horror needs to, for me needs to be uh touch something universal that is an uh, almost like an unconventional horror fear yeah yeah you know that's something that i can relate to but it's not something that i'm used to having touched mm -hmm. and what this does is it is the fear of being trapped in a town with monsters <laughs> and the fear of space is not making sense yeah but yeah. it's not the fear of like Oh man, did I make the right decision with this loved one? You know, it's not the the, the fear of child abandonment or like what it is to be a, a good father or any of these things that you could you could hit harder. Yeah. And that the series is really known for, but isn't really in the first game. No. Like when I first played it, I was really surprised by that, that that's something they eventually leaned into mm -hmm. that in the first game is the atmosphere they nailed it in one yeah uh the the psychological horror the kind of like deeper you know let's really get the player by the by the gonads horror is mm -hmm. something that they would have to learn to do yeah yeah that they would have to learn to do they would they would master it for two games and then they would forget how to do it yeah, and keep uh, trying. Yeah, and then uh, once every two months, mm -hmm. a rumor would come around about Kojima getting on the case, yeah. and Twitter would go nuts for the rest That's, of eternity. Uh, just you know, quit, 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 look at a hallway. Quit wishing that into existence, please. Um, it, it's never you know, just man, rumor. Like man, I cannot remember the time where it happened, but I am now full on pissed off whenever i read a video game rumor oh yeah yeah like, no, it's it's... Like, stop it fucking stop it mm -hmm. it's so undignified 
Yeah. Like, instead, and no, no. And just all of that, what, ab- ab- abandoned that one studio that people were saying, oh, this is it. Basically, it became like a, like a low-key, less harmful version of QAnon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's a little yeah. bit what it felt like. Um, yeah, lower-based you know. QAnon. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Silent Hill, why, like, it, it is pulling from what feels like, you know, more generic um, and more like more broad uh kind of influences you know it is doing mm-hmm. you know, doing a little bit of rosemary's baby uh the director of the game you know explicitly said like yeah i don't really like a lot of horror stuff but i but i enjoy uh i, I enjoy david lynch you know so that this is them playing with some lynchian kind of stuff uh you know dr- mm-hmm. dream logic reality kind of things you know there's some lost highway here uh stuff like that um i think that it, yeah uh, you know if you're looking for like really good alasa content uh, that is going to be Silent Hill 3 because that also gets into really cool ideas of like bodily autonomy, <laughs> you know, yeah. again, um, like a, a horror area that I'm not used to having punched. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it's, it doesn't mean that this is not scary. It's just really surprising how mm-hmm. like this is a, a revolutionary video game, but how conventional it can be as a horror story. Yeah. You know, outside of that context, it's a, it's not quite a tricycle, but it's training wheels before they uh, before they get on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they eventually figure it out. Yes, you know, which 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 is real good. And I don't really hold it against this game. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird thing uh, where when I'm playing it and like I I think I have the story down mm-hmm. in my head. It doesn't feel that uh, you know the second time I played it, it doesn't feel that obscure to me. Yeah, what's there is a little bit like, huh? Okay. Yeah, all right. you know, yeah. and then there's tons of things they don't answer in this that are all filled in later that are more compelling questions, but aren't uh, in this game, mm-hmm. right? So like we know about the cult, we know about the drugs, we know about Alessa. The reason why this town is this like nexus of evil and things—that's stuff they explore later, is my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here it's just kind of like it just is, which mm-hmm. is cool. I'm not saying I wanted the explanation, but that is a blank space where you would be able to put a higher order psychological terror mm-hmm. if you like yeah you know and here it's a question mark yeah um there are a ton of occult references there's you know author names uh just huge huge amounts of uh uh allusions uh in in mm-hmm. here just really just uh stuff for people to uh, just really gobble up if you really like uh you know uh Manichian cult kind of stuff or uh, uh Kabbalah angels uh the, the the Olympian spirits and things like that you're gonna get a get a good amount of this it is hilarious now uh that I'm a little bit you know wider red in horror books kind of stuff to mm-hmm. open up a map uh in this and look at all it's, the street names like you fuckers it's immensely silly it's very it's, silly it, it's a you know cool cool fun easter egg yeah and this thing that's supposed to you know, scare the crap out of me mm-hmm I do, you know, going down Bachman Street. I, I, I do scared. I do like that they have Bachman Street because uh, 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 one one of the Bachman books King wrote, uh, the Regulators, is extremely Silent Hilly. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, to the point where, like, you know, in here you have monsters that are that are for- formed by like pictures in the book that this you know kid read like the 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 regulators you know like there are monsters that are like that the kid drew that came into existence because he's demon possessed like it's not a great book but like if you're looking for a fun trashy read the regulators is probably one of the most explicitly silent hill things that i've read that feels like a direct antecedent to this and if if, uh if it sounds cool, but you don't have time to read the book, you can just listen to the Warren G song. That summarizes <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so, yeah. um, I still think the game looks good. 
you know that mm-hmm. is going to be you know you might you might take a look at a screenshot of this and then cole you're, you're this is just nostalgia this is just rose colored glasses you know i think that the art direction is you know especially uh good still holds up and that ps1 crappiness you know it is one of this is one of the few games on that system and from this era where that has aged like wine where the rest of it aged like milk you know yeah yeah it looks good it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely looks good it looks uh especially now that there's a renaissance in uh in this kind of look yes you know like now that there are you know dozens and dozens of indie devs like chasing this specific aesthetic mm-hmm. like this still holds up to modern yeah. games doing that mm-hmm. the, you the, know? this aside from some of the control stuff this would not be a difficult one for you to go back to uh to emulate no yeah no. um yeah the uh so the uh the soundtrack in this uh is very uh it works for what it is i i'm reading your notes which are your opinion i just want to move us along because you're the last person who said something but uh, i think it's really appropriate yeah um it's doing silent hill stuff where it's like rusted machinery or aka or like a shoe stuck in a washing machine over rusted machinery Mm -hmm. uh kind of stuff uh, that really, really fits yeah. for me. Uh, I still, I cannot imagine in a million years, like putting on an ambient track from this mm-hmm. uh, outside of the game. But I, I do think it scores the game really well. I do it, but yeah, I, no. yeah, I just it's just screeching machinery. Mm-hmm. But you it's know, uh, just, it's it, it's 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 you know, to my ear, like you know, the, the they would nail the soundtracks later because they would get more comfortable leaning into pop uh kind of songs mixed in with the mm-hmm. the like kind of the, the industrial like this particular atmospheric um kind of mix that akira yamoka does where it is you know explicitly aping uh angelo Badalamente's um twin peaks uh kind of stuff mixed with like really dorky um uh like uh synth pop kind of song kind of deals a lot of whenever a guitar shows up on one of these i I feels like the dorkiest thing in the world to me (laughs) like not in a bad way necessarily yeah yeah. but in the opening theme that guitar is so fucking dorky (laughs) not that not the not the beginning part with like the 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 mandolin guitar comes on yeah very nerdy it's it's not as nerdy as the the silent hill 2 uh the theme of lore i think is this what it is where it just like breaks down for a couple of measures into a james bond theme song <laughs> yeah it's it's real uh, like good guitars are fun guys but yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> like, but yeah uh the yeah. uh the, the 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 industrial stuff just again it is a it is a really good aesthetic mix i, I like the taste that went into it there are certain songs in this that really, really work mm-hmm. uh, better for me than other ones in terms of just feeling like they're putting pressure on me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of them come later in the yep. game, which is kind of a bummer because that's when I'm like just zigzagging from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, in a vacuum, like in an individual still moment where I'm not running, yeah. they add a sense of tension very yes. well. No. Uh, development on this began in 1996. Uh, the goal was to, you know, kind of like Capcom did with Resident Evil, make a game that would uh, that would play well in the West, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Try and try and get into that space. Uh, however, they didn't set it up for success. Uh, Team Silence, the uh, uh, the 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 original uh, Miyazaki touch uh, uh, to you know, Team Silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say like, oh, get Team Silent back on it. Well, no, there was never like a Team Silent. It was just like a bunch of people who were who were rejected from other teams at Konami. Most They're of whom hard to work with. They yeah. didn't like them. Yeah, <laughs> this seems like a nightmare. It does. Like, 
it, when, when you're young, you might hear something like that and you're like, cool, Mavericks, uh-huh. you know? And then as you get older, you're like, oh, if nobody likes working with you, it's probably for a really good reason. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're, you're probably if, a real dick. If you're, uh, if, you, if you're on a date with somebody who uh, uh, talks about all their rough breakups, you know, that's a, that's exactly. a sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's what's the uh, what's the common denominator there? Yeah, yeah. You know, like as you well, weird thing when you get older where you're like, oh no, it's it, you know, the most important part of a job is that people want, want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know, yeah. and if, if if nobody wants to work with you and you put all those people together, it's a reality show. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like Bad Dev Island. It's not like a <laughs> you know, a, a recipe for success. Yeah. Weirdly worked, but it's uh-huh. like who who would have guessed? This is this is a hundred monkeys on a hundred pipewriters stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, so because they had this team of, of the expendables here, uh, the original scope was smaller. They wanted to make a 2d game initially, but the team just kind of started going rogue on their own, mm-hmm. uh, making their own thing They're you know, almost like a, like a, you know, a skunk works thing almost like we're yeah. on our own because no one's paying attention to us because nobody likes us. Mm-hmm. Let's do what we can. Yeah. Like let's take our free story almost. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, you know, they're, they're about to fire us anyway, so we might as well try and make something that is ours. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so this was directed by uh, Keichiro Toyama, um, who mm. kind of went on to make Siren, go on, went on to make Gravity Rush. Um, this is his first effort. Uh, he never really directed a game before. He was never a lead. Uh, and he wasn't necessarily, necessarily a fan of horror movies, but he did like The Occult and he did like David Lynch. Um, I, I, the, the, there are articles that you could, that you can go and read about like the weird, um, popularity that specifically Twin Peaks had over in Japan. And you can see, mm-hmm. you know, like, like that particular strange cultural synthesis delivered us a lot of things, but especially this. Yeah. Yeah. The David Lynch largely comes through like not only in the dream stuff, but in also the, you know, kind of people acting uncannily. Yes. Thing. It's, it's a very different flavor of that than is in resident evil mm-hmm. which is also uncanny but that's amateurish this is yeah. uncanny but does not feel amateurish right in terms of that yeah uh so you know he didn't love horror but he did also did a lot of research on western horror and what western towns were like uh in order to make a psychological horror game about the fear of the unknown mm-hmm and you know we we talk about this you know uh other times when silent hill comes up but uh what makes this series special or you know set it apart early on was that it was a, you know a japanese team reinterpreting western horror through their own lens right that yeah. that, that, that that retranslation is what created a lot of things that were very special about this uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. second Dark Souls comparison of the of, of, of the day, but uh, that is something that makes uh, Dark Souls real cool. Uh, was Miyazaki's early fascination with Dungeons and Dragons books uh, that he couldn't read, but you know, so he just ended up filling in details on his own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, that kind of synthesis is cool and good. That cross pollination, I think, has resulted in some very great art. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, the artist uh, Takayoshi Sato uh, was important to the team. He helped kind of fix the plot. He helped the older teammates understand 3D modeling mm-hmm. uh, so they can do that. And also single-handedly created all of the CG cutscenes. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise Konami would not give him credit. Yeah. For it. <laughs> yeah. So, they, 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 didn't, they didn't want him to lead this uh, because he was too young. He threatened to uh, withhold his knowledge from the team. Just basically, I'll, I'll scuttle this. I will scuttle this entire project if you don't give me credit, uh, which mm-hmm. my gut is to say, yeah, you deserve credit. 
like withhold withhold yeah. your labor if they're not going to credit you please um he sacrificed greatly for this um he lived at the studio basically for two and a half years uh modeling during the day and then just taking over the entire studio's worth of computers and rendering at night uh and the cutscenes are really good on uh, this yeah. they're short but they're impactful um they, you know they're very they're, well directed yes yeah uh just a very good uh, cinematic eye uh, but Konami took the credit away anyway, uh, and he formed his yeah. own external CG studio uh, to work on sequels and stuff. It, it's so wild looking at uh, development of older games because we're kind of all klepic pilled into thinking that, you know, studio abuses mm-hmm. are new. You know, uh, new and because of access, like klepic tends to focus on Western studios mm-hmm. doing that. You know, we all find out when when somebody's crunching their people to death yes but it's been going on forever mm-hmm. you know every every big studio uh basically did it you know every time we go back to one of these old games and read about the development something like clangs on my eyes with 2021 eyes where i'm like jesus christ yeah two and a half years yeah you know that's horrible why that's, that's a horrible human rights abuse mm-hmm. uh you know uh even if he's just doing it voluntarily mm-hmm. but it's like it does it, it it's not great no, you know, in terms of work-life balance or health, and it's always been part of the water, no matter where you are or when you are. Go back and uh, listen to our episode about uh, about Chrono Trigger, right? Where mm-hmm. people in the dev room and that were talking about, like, oh, my wife will be happy to have me back. I hope my kids don't uh-huh, recognize I haven't seen me. My kids in years. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. I hope you like my game. Kind of seems like our corporate culture over, over here is kind of fucked. But oh, it's yeah, fucked it's, everywhere right now. Oh shit, no. God damn it! What do we do? <laughs> you know yeah uh, very bleak yeah yeah uh sato is a is a pro twitter follow by the way he had a very mm-hmm. fun uh interaction um early earlier on somebody had asked him like okay you know settle this for me uh the the white stuff that is falling at silent hill is that snow or is that ash and he said yeah it's snow um and then somebody came in and said actually no it's ash because they based the town on centralia pennsylvania with its uh he's like hey dude i'm the actual art designer for silent hill somebody tried to silent yeah. hill explain silent hill using the movie lore <laughs> to, to yeah. Sato. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's seen a certain film yeah, yeah. It, it's a you're never gonna like one of the things at the internet is you're always gonna find people who treat every single thing that they see as like a riddle to, to solve yeah yeah like what how do i be right about this and solve the equation mm-hmm. you know even when there are things that are opinion based or things that are uh you know uh specifically ambiguous yeah or things that are set in stone from a set of authority like this mm-hmm. you know got to get those good boy points by being uh you know jumping on the trivia grenade yep and 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 you know oh somebody almost said something wrong and i know the knowledge this is everyone's gonna clap when i leave this encounter you know? um, this is absolutely uh. ridiculous uh you know so the, the uh the early showings of this at e3 uh made konami uh perk up and give some more resources to it yeah uh you know because they're like oh this maybe will be a be a hit uh, they included a demo for it in metal gear solid which mm-hmm. was obviously a huge hit and yes. probably did a lot of work for this. It did. Um, yeah. I still, I still remember seeing the, uh, the, like they had an advertisement for silent Hill on the, on the uh, manual of uh, metal gear solid. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my copy of it didn't have a demo, even though I got it uh, at launch, but yeah, there was, That's you know, weird. there's there, 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 there was Sybil on the back of the, uh, on the mm-hmm. back of the manual. And I said, welcome to hell. <laughs> was yeah. the tagline and i was like "Ooh, this looks cool i'm gonna play this i'm gonna rent wow. this in a year and be too scared uh to touch it again yeah. for two years yeah <laughs> so, oh, wow. baby cole in hell 
Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack was composed by Akira Yamaoka. Uh, we almost didn't get him on this. Uh, he joined after the original composer left. Uh, as we said, he mixed uh, he mixed the Twin Peaks sound with uh, with some industrial stuff. He, you know, just uh, complimenting the visual design. Uh, the soundtrack was so weird and so out of the ordinary that when they showed the game to executives, they thought that the uh, they thought that the the sound was bugging, and they had to get Yamaoka in there to like explicitly explain why he made the decisions he made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is definitely unusual. Yeah, for sure. Um, originally, the plan was to have a second playable character. Uh, people think that it was probably going to be Sybil. Um, this was cut out, but there are some holdover items in the code. Uh, like certain things you can walk up to it and it can be like, I can't use this. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise imply that another character could use this. Yeah. So like different, uh, you know, uh, either like holes to squeeze through or things to pick up. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, different versions had uh, had content changes. You mentioned that note that doesn't appear in the uh, in the American version. Uh, we'll make a note of that when we get there. Uh, specifically, the only the U.S. version has a particular enemy in this: the uh, the child demons, uh, the gray mm-hmm. the gray child the, the gray children. Uh, those didn't pass muster in Japan and Europe, uh, and instead they were replaced with the mumblers, an enemy that only appears in a couple of places in the American version because uh, it didn't look good over there to be killing kids. You do murder a lot of kids in this. Yes, like they're evil kids. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we're killing dogs because they're evil, we can kill mm-hmm. kids because they're evil. Yeah. You know, everybody's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is really well received when mm-hmm. it came out, uh, sold really well. There was a PlayStation greatest hit version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is a long running series um, of after, you know, the third one, like I think pretty universally understood to have diminishing returns Yeah, yeah. Uh, on this. This is a weird uh there is something when I think about the Silent Hill series that makes me sad mm-hmm. uh, because it is a lot of uh, developers and fans chasing a, a high point. Yep. It's like the Royal Tenenbaums of, you know, all, it's peaked. Yeah. And they're still trying to get that back. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Like, uh, a lot of the good stuff about this is in the water now. I, I think that we've kind of grown beyond the need for an official Silent mm-hmm. Hill. Like, PT looks cool, and that's a real bummer. That we didn't get mm-hmm. that. I think that, uh, you know, the, the particular mix, you know, you can take or leave Ko- Kojima. That, that'll be de- de- divisive. But Guillermo del Toro and um, uh, what's his name? Junji Ito. Like that. Like I, I would have loved to have seen that collaboration. Come on, please. Yeah. They're both creators that are great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know like that, that, like that, that, that is, that, that, that is an absolute shame. I do not, I, 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 you nailed it before. There's an indignity to jumping after each and every shadow. Um, because I think it implies that like, n- n- no, like only Silent Hill can give us this thing that we want. Uh, broad yeah. horizon, open the aperture. There's a lot of really good horror out there. Yeah, that are engaging with these tro- uh, yeah. these tropes that you love. And this series stopped nailing those. Mm-hmm. You know, Silent Hill 2, uh, in, you know, impeccable masterpiece. Yep. You know, I, I, the, the best game in the series, I feel comfortable saying, having only played four mm-hmm. of the games in the series. Uh, three, very good. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, then there's the rest. Yeah. You know, like varying degrees there's... of like compromises you'll be making to try to capture this thing and get these tropes. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you and I are a little split on shared memories. I, I didn't think that was like a, a death march or anything, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't that exciting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it, it wasn't this, it wasn't as good as this. It wasn't as good as two. It wasn't as good as three. Like yeah. it's still, you know, various methadones yeah. kind of 
uh, when instead everyone should just get real into the amnesia games. Yeah. You know, play Penumbra. Mm-hmm. That has low draw distances. <laughs> you know, it's it's scary. It has monsters coming out and they're naked. Mm-hmm. There's a psychosexual element. Yeah. The you third know. game has its hanging dong left and right. <laughs> just just yeah. right there. Boom. Eye level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what you want, right? <laughs> like it's gotta be some weird kind of mix up of sex and like <laughs> you know. And, and terror, yeah. bam, get it somewhere else. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I want, I also would like for things to be as good and, you know, to reach the high heights of this series between the, between the years of 1999 and 2003. But, you know, it's just not, it's just not going to be, uh, it, it, would, would mm-hmm. I be happy to be proved wrong? Yeah, absolutely. It's just unlikely. I, I don't, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that it's going to happen. It's been um, 18 years. Yeah. Like pe- people have lived and died, like in, in that time. The people who were born when Silent Hill three came out mm-hmm. are now adults, and they're yeah. still waiting for like a good Silent Hill game to pop out. Just give up the totem quality of that name. Yep. You know, because that's all it is. Yeah. You know, it it, it is uh, specifically like you're treating it like a symbol, mm-hmm. as opposed to like it it is pretty frustrating. Yeah, it, it is. doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it just uh, the, it, it is it is annoying to see people jumping at every shadow uh, about it. Have you played um, Pathologic. Silent Hill fans? Yeah, play Pathologic. Like, like, I mean, there's there's just a lot of stuff out there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, play, cool play, play Outlast. Like, Outlast 2 is yeah. fucking amazing. You nerds. <laughs> yeah. I will bully you into giving up on Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Itch. Check the horror tab. There's really yeah. good stuff. Check out the glass staircase. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Play the last door, fools. Uh-huh. It, it, even if... Uh, it, the other thing, too, that I, I keep thinking about with the rumors around this is that, like... I can almost like I'm I'm not a Kojima liker like mm-hmm. surprise surprise, but I could I would be interested in him doing a horror game, mm-hmm. you know, in a general sense. Yeah, I I think that I maintain I think he's a really bad fit for Silent Hill. I mm-hmm. think the things that are cool about Silent Hill are things he's really bad at. Yeah, but him just doing a horror game would be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. rather than just w- trying to wish cast like oh man it's Kojima doing Silent Horror or Silent Hill, just mm-hmm. be like, man, it would be cool if they let that guy have free reign to make a horror game. Yeah. Let, like, let my it be understanding a... is there are Death Stranding things that are scary. Mm-hmm. Like, let him lean into that, but don't, it, it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to feel the way you're looking, you're trying to feel. No. And in fact, anybody that you put, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like how like Half-Life 3 was never developed it's at, at, uh, at Valve because mm-hmm. nobody wanted, it was an ugly baby, right? Nobody wanted to be caught holding again. Because yeah. you're not going to make anybody happy, you know, and, and nobody yep. will be satisfied. And in fact, any creator that you that you give this dire, dire duty is damned to put all of their love and care into something that it, at best is going to like split people, you know, it's, people they're, they're, screamed at. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you who, know? Who, who wants death threats? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. Yep. Who, <laughs> who wants to hire security? Yeah. When, uh, when you portray yourself as the least reasonable or one of the least reasonable fandoms, you're going to get like you're not making an attractive proposition. Yeah. You're going to make it so people don't want to make games for you because they just don't like, it's just not worth it's not worth the concern. Right. And even, yeah. you know, but setting aside the, 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 the safety condition, which you shouldn't do. But even that aside, putting them and saying, all right, make something in the Silent Hill box. I don't know if they're good creators, they probably would be able to make something cool outside of this, maybe playing with some of the same elements, but like, I don't know, like don't handcuff them to an IP just because, just because there are some fans who, you know, impart totemic value and because there are executives who think, okay, it's time for that name to come back. 
It's yeah. it, it is an illogical and you know cart before the horse kind of approach to this to the extreme. I would say so. The, the names, yeah, names don't matter as much as like th- this. Also applies to Chrono Break people. Yep. You know, uh, people probably are coming up with their own boxes, mm-hmm. you know, and just something coming out and just having that name on it. Like, I don't know. It just, it feels very like kitty. Yeah. To You're, me. It feels like a very immature attitude. Yeah. You know, and if there is like credibility that needs to be, that, that needs to be flexed on here, I doubt you're going to find a bigger Silent Hill fan than me. You know, you were probably yeah. going to find them, but I feel very comfortable saying, like, I have played all of these. I have found the good in them, and I've been frustrated with the later ones. I have been along for every heartbreak that uh, that, that you have been along with, and maybe more. Uh, it's time yeah. to say goodbye. You know? Yeah. It's time to say goodbye. All good things end. Yep. So, on that note... <laughs> Uh, so let's get into it. Let's do this intro that upset me greatly when I first rented this. <laughs> what, what's interesting in this game that other games uh, don't do mm-hmm. is that the sizzle reel, like the the attract mode, mm-hmm. uh, tell has unique content in it. it it's does. not just a sizzle reel. It's it shows you crashing the car and stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, if you just skip past that, I kind of like the the just like you wake up in a crashed car. <laughs> yeah finding your daughter gone like i kind of like that better but it's not actually the story no no you know you've got the you've got harry finding the baby you've got a, a picture of a weirdly like sexualized alessa mm-hmm. uh, we're not gonna meet alessa for a very My long time Halloween costume <laughs> can uh, i get something in a second age in 2021 <laughs> the sexy alessa section at spirit halloween is fucking just aisles and aisles <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it, uh harry taking uh taking his daughter on on vacation to their uh to their favorite spot after his wife had died and then uh in the fog a young woman s- steps out in front of the car and then they crash and then he wakes up in the town covered in fog uh and yes. uh, his daughter is gone yep uh gone daughter she mm-hmm. got witched um the town is empty you know again suspiciously wide streets <laughs> and uh you hear some footsteps uh, that draw you close, and you see Cheryl through the fog. Yeah. Uh, and as you run towards her, she runs away, right. bringing you into an alley. Yeah, I love this alley. I love the camera yeah. angles that you get, like that big, high up crane. I love the way that the, uh, the the way that the alley winds makes no sense. No building mm-hmm. would be shaped like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, it's like a key. <laughs> yep. It's, it's like the teeth of a key. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that camera angle of it going up high, I wish that that happened more later in the game. Agreed. Like, that is so cool, and it's such a neat thing you can only do by not having a fixed perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great. Well, I mean, the way that like, it pulls... It's very disorienting. <laughs> it's, it's almost the Ari Aster shot. Like, the, when, when, yeah, it, yeah. when it pulls up and then follows you, like, the world kind of turns upside down. Kind of like at this very particular moment when you cross under the camera and the, and the, air, the air horns start. And you're walking past mm-hmm. the mystery carcass. <laughs> yep. Really good. Yeah. This is a great, great moment. Um, it gets darker and darker. The sirens get louder and louder. And you pull out your lighter uh, as a sense of, uh, you know, to see. And you find this broken wheelchair. Uh, the wheel is still spinning. Mm-hmm. implying that somebody had just done a fun race. <laughs> um, and there is a gurney there that's covered with blood. Uh, there's blood on the ground. Like medical 
Nine Inch Nails video stuff, which I don't necessarily say derisively, it's just what those two things have in common. Yeah. Um, start showing up and, you know, are creeping their way in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the industrial music starts. You know, it is unclear. You know, the, well, why I love that choice is it is unclear if this is uh, diegetic or not. Like, this could literally yeah. be, you know, the sound of weeping, weeping machinery in the walls that, you know, are being exposed to be this grating, right? To be far more mechanical uh, than uh, the, 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 than uh, should be, right? You have this bloody mm-hmm. fencing, and it dead ends into this body that is crucified on barbed wire, uh, just completely, mm-hmm. like, flayed open. And Harry's like, what the hell? Who would do this? And at, when you turn around, there's nowhere to go. And little demon kids lurch out and attack you. They have little knives. You can try and run, but the fence behind yep. you is clear. Like, there's, uh, suddenly there's a fence blocking you. There's no choice yeah. but to be hugged to death by these kids. It being a fence is so good, like, as opposed to being a door that is locked. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it could not have existed before. Nope. You know, it, it's, a, it's a really good choice. Yeah. Like, somebody built this in the margins between moments. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very good. Uh, the kids murder you. They have to murder you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wake up at a diner. Yeah. Uh, and Sybil is here. You're kind of sexy cop. Yeah. Sexually portrayed a little bit, mm-hmm. but not super, you know. Yeah. You not, know. Not, not as sexualized as in the movie when she's played by Laurie Holden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they really go out, out of their way there. Yeah. She's wearing a sexy cop. Yeah. A lot more leather than a cop would. Uh, even, even a motorcycle cop would have. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a flexible material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she she asked me what happened, and you're like, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm a tourist, um, and she's not from Silent Hill, right? Uh, like she came over as well. This is like people sending their knights into Baltaria. Yes, basically. Yeah, uh, she's from Brahms, the boy, the next world <laughs> over, the <laughs> the next town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Silent Hill has a reputation that somebody from, you know, Brahms would have a, uh, w- would have reason to know, but she, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, uh, she does, she can't explain why it's foggy, why there's nobody here and why there's, you know, monsters, you know, in danger about, she hasn't seen Cheryl. Harry is the only other person that she's run into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she says she's going to call for reinforcements and, uh, you know, Harry's like, hey, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go look for Cheryl. Sybil tries to stop you, but you're like, no, no, it's my daughter. So she gives you a gun. <laughs> uh, and that's where CinemaSins number one, uh-huh. would a cop do that? Ding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is, it is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take my side arm, you know civilian. If you ask a cop for their gun, they have to give it to you or else they're a cop. It's Posse Comitatus Act. <laughs> you you think you would think they would they would have written that law to be far more clear than that? No, yeah, it's, it's really strange. Yeah, the Magna Carta actually yep. ensures. That, uh, uh, there's a little bit of foreshadowing or dramatic irony here. She says, "You know, before you pull the trigger, uh, know who you're shooting," which is good advice for somebody uh, with a gun. I would say, don't point that at something you don't want to kill. Uh, and all she says, you know, uh, and you know, don't don't do it if you don't have to, and don't go, don't go blasting me by mistake. Got it. Uh, assuring yeah. you of your genre savvy that you're going to be drawing that gun on her. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we have control now. 
Um, you save through little uh, pads of paper mm-hmm. in this. So there's one of these on the counter uh, next to a flashlight and a map. Um, the idea is that you're, uh, instead of a typewriter where you're writing your story, you're documenting the the letters, uh, you know, just by hand, yeah. documenting what's happening by yeah. hand. Harry is a writer by trade. Um, and mm-hmm. so in Silent Hill 3, spoilers for that, but when Heather is taking the car ride to Silent Hill with Douglas, uh, what she is reading is the notes that that, that he, uh, he took when he was here, mm-hmm. um, you know, as part of this big folio that he was putting together into like an expose on the cult. Yeah. You also get your first weapon here. You get a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's lame. It's a, it, it's a bad weapon. It's a, it's a bad uh, weapon. There is a surprising amount of variety in like the reaches and wind up times of weapons in this game mm-hmm. for all of them to suck. <laughs> <laughs> None of them feel real good. Yeah. Like you can get like the ultra, ultra weapons and they're, they're fine. Like mm-hmm. They're more efficacious. Yeah. But they're all little timing exercises in a way that the enemies and encounters don't support. Right. Uh, when it's one enemy on one, like a single dog is going to run at me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool, yes. you know, to, uh, to, to try to time my, my knife slash or my pipe hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second there are two enemies, it's all over. <laughs> yep. uh, it's a big dumb clusterfuck where you're just going to get beat the shit out of. Some, something that is different about this that I, I probably should have made a note about, but uh, it's important here, especially talking about melee. Um, uh, your attacks change depending on how, how uh, uh, long you hold the button and whether or not mm-hmm. you're moving. Um, unlike Resident Evil, you can move when you have a weapon readied uh, here. Yeah, and if you certain weapons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, like the, the, the bigger ones or like the rifle, no, but uh, most other stuff you can. Um, which, you know, like there's a whole boss that is built around, okay, you need to uh, back up from this thing while you have the weapon ready in order to, uh, like, uh, go into a thing. With melee weapons, if you attack while you're walking, you will do wide swings uh, that uh, mm-hmm. do a little bit less damage, but will hit and possibly knock down more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when you go to leave the, the diner, a radio draws you over to it, starts emitting static, and an enemy called an air screamer bursts through the door. Um, these, uh, these are basically like little dinosaurs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to me, uh, they, they reminded me of the, uh, little dinosaurs in the mist Yeah, yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. you know, that burst through a window in the fog, well, yeah. which is what they do. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like those were present in the story. I, I, I definitely think somebody on the team, uh, had read the mist, um, yeah. or at least was aware of it. This was before the movie, obviously, but, um, but yeah, there's like a flying pteranodon, uh, a little bit like a Biaki. Uh, these are, um, uh, reminiscent of illustrations from Arthur Conan Doyle's the lost world. Uh, this is a book that Alessa, uh, would have read. Uh, again, we're yes. not going to meet Alessa, but a lot of these monsters, you know, not as much as, uh, in the later games in the series where there's like a particular psychological symbolism, you know, to most of these. Um, but here, you know, we are in Alessa's world and these monsters are formed by either her own, uh, fears of, you know, people or dogs or things she was fascinated with specifically these, uh, you know, creatures from these books that she read or, uh, she really loves insects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so outside, we decided to go to back and check out that alley they were in, uh, mm-hmm. which is off of Finney Street. Um, this is the northernmost cross street in the district. Uh, and when we get there, uh, we run into a new enemy, uh, these groaners, mm-hmm. uh, and these skinless dogs that run and jump at you yeah. because Alessa was terrified of dogs. Um, this Alessa stuff is not stuff that you're getting at this point in the game. No, no. Um, it is a, a reveal later in the game for you to draw the connection between the things that you're fighting and the things in Alessa's room. Yes. Basically. Yeah. 
um, the de- the alley dead ends. You can't get as far as you were before. Uh, there's just a bunch of rubble. However, there's a page from Cheryl's sketchbook um, that says just says to school. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's like, okay, well that must be Midwich elementary. Uh, why she ran away from her father and instead went to the school is unexplained, but you know, kids panic. So we got to go yeah. there. Yeah. 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 For lack of a better lead. Yes. You know, going to a lot of places for this, for kind of unmotivated reasons, mm-hmm. uh, which lends to that kind of video gamey feeling, Yeah, you know, being sent on quest. Uh, and that's even before you're explicitly just being told by an evil witch, <laughs> hey, go here and fight these monsters for me. Um, This is also where you find uh, the steel pipe, which Mm -hmm. to me is the signature weapon of this game, even though you get way better weapons. Signature weapon of the series. Yeah, Yeah. this is the thing I most associate with the game. It's like the wrench Mm -hmm. in uh, System Shock, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something cool about the, about the city is revealed to you as you try and take the, uh, the most direct path to get to Midwich Elementary, uh, is that, uh, your direct paths are blocked by these massive chasms, uh, just mm-hmm. huge gouges taken out of the street. Uh, so you end up having to take more circuitous paths. In fact, all of the paths are blocked. Uh, but, uh, at one of them, there's a sketchbook page that says Doghouse Levin Street. And mm-hmm. damned if out in front of one of these houses, there isn't a doghouse with a key taped into it. Yes. Uh, this is the source of the very famous meme. Like, don't <laughs> see any dogs around where the dog is about to bite the back of Harry's head. Yep. Just flying so, through the air. Just <laughs> airborne. Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just air budding your, your brains out. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, so we get there. Uh, there's kind of this little uh, safe room uh, little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, where we can get uh, near the back door um, here or inside this house. We can get some healing items. Uh, There are two of them in this. There's a health drink and first aid kit. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not uh, integrated into the combat at all. You just pause and use them. Yeah. yeah. Um, It does not take time. There are are three. There's the ampule as well. The kind of the super healing item. I forgot about the ampule. Uh, They they integrate those into the, the frankly baffling design of the unboss. Mm-hmm. where to survive the hits you have to heal while being hit yep uh one of the weirdest choices i've ever seen in a video game mm-hmm. um you know it doesn't doesn't damn the game or anything like that but it's fucking dumb it's a uh, it is a it is a spectacularly bad boss uh, bad uh boss fight at the end of this it's uh, very funny yeah like, yeah i i I'd somehow like forgot about how bad it was i think that in my head <laughs> i had put in the end boss from Silent hill 3 Right. Uh, here when I was on my way there and, and I got there and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like this thing. God yeah. Damn it. Okay. I've got, yeah, a okay. Chug, I've got a chug Pedialyte while I'm being hit with Sith Lord lightning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> Embrace the psychological terror of drinking, <laughs> drinking a fucking Gatorade while yeah. being electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, my deepest fear is drinking Gatorade while being electrocuted. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, this, no. does, this does get me oh gosh yeah. <laughs> what is in silent hill only what you bring with you carnation instant <laughs> breakfast in a car battery <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> i love health drink oh. uh health drink health drink uh the way forward there's a back door but it is locked uh you know kind of the first of these you know strange occult uh you know just roadblocks that are being put here uh we need the keys for the eclipse uh on these three mm-hmm. uh these three locks uh and there's a map that gives us you know kind of three particular call outs uh to go and grab the doodads that'll take you to different uh you know different set pieces mm-hmm. this is cool because yeah, you're seeing the, new the stuff are, yeah yeah keys are named after wizard of oz characters Mm-hmm. You know, instead of chess or anything like that, it's directly lifting that from Resident Evil. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, also, I love running around the towns because I love the fake brand names. I love the uh, the, the the stores that are just slightly off brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, inc- incredibly good uh, fake brand names and stuff uh, present here. I like that in any video game. Oh, of course. We're recording about Resident Evil 8 uh, next week, and they have the half-whole flower. <laughs> like, I, I love that. It has big uh, vote yes, no on Prop uh, 23 energy. Like, uh, it's a horrible typo. <laughs> um, we get there. Uh, we go and collect the doodads. We open the uh, the pad box up in the backyard. It goes dark, and that siren uh, comes on again. And we turn on our flashlight because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go to the, the the school, but we're going in at kind of a nighttime yeah. uh, into Midwich Elementary. Yes. Uh, kind of like it's implied. I like what I what I like about this. You know, the darkness is coming and it's like, OK, I'm going to go go into Midwich um, almost uh, by taking by way of taking shelter a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, OK, like this a building it's going to be safe. There might be people there. No. In fact, it is far worse than being outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Spooky. Your goal here uh, in this, sorry, I, I I love this school. One of my favorite things about this, this is modeled after the school that they used as the shooting location for um, for Kindergarten Cop. Mm-hmm. It's an uh, Astoria. I've been to that school. <laughs> you have? You've been to Midwich? Yeah. Nice. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a Kindergarten Cop school, uh-huh. but that is, uh, that's uh, the, like the third pillar in the Oregon Film Museum in Astoria, mm. along with like some Gus Van Sant movie and Goonies. <laughs> nice. You know? yeah. uh, Astoria, weird town. Um, yeah. I've never been there, but just, uh, just, it does not seem, it, it seems like it is a town entirely defined by those, uh, by those Hollywood connections. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Uh, was that? Is that fair to say it is defined? Like, uh, it, definitely from the outside. Yeah. Like, I'm sure yeah. that the people who live there don't think that. Yeah, they the probably The people would. who own the Goonies house are real cranky about it. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, like the, it. the people who own, like, the Walter White house are tired of having the pizzas thrown up there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is It is plastered with signs that are like, r- real people live here. Respect us. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, which is fair. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, it also looks a lot like, uh, to me, it looks like the school from um, the PlayStation Persona game. Oh, yeah. That I also played around this time has a similar layout to this. <laughs> um, there is a central courtyard here where they have a clock tower. And our goal here is to get into that. There are two medallions missing, the sun and the moon uh, medallion. Yes. And we're going to spend a lot of time just kind of going from room to room. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, we're going to talk about the the important parts. But you do just spend a lot of time going back and forth. Yes between these things uh dealing with the great children mm-hmm. which are knife wielding little kids uh these are the guys who killed you in the intro yes and uh yeah they're yeah. jerks they can initiate a grab from much further away than you think mm-hmm. yeah yeah they'll uh they'll, they'll hold you it is not uh as as explicit as uh l- later on like the nurses like explicitly do this where one will hold you so another one can come up and slash you with a knife but that will end up happening here um you will end yeah. up uh, kind of getting stun locked uh in this yeah. this whole school is lousy with baby's kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh gosh uh just, just the lord of the flies yeah so uh and and these great children are the the exclusive ones to the uh to uh, to the american version here uh the reception area has a bunch of clues uh that are given to you uh they're kind of like uh uh, they they list a time on the clock 
um and then uh you know a poem so like uh alchemy laboratory gold in an old man's palm the future in his fist exchange for sage's water um all of these end up being really good clues but the important thing is that there is an order that you have to do these and the next one will not open up until you seat the medallion that you find uh to yeah. uh, uh that you find as a result of this to kind of like advance the world state so if you think that you're going to go do all of these but you know without running back to the uh, clock tower that doesn't happen and that's a little bit of a bummer yeah yeah it's also the the disparity in what the you know the, the fact that the these being clues for riddles mm-hmm. is pretty high like you know that alchemy thing is not really a riddle <laughs> you know like that's just you stick something on something yeah you know whereas yeah. the piano one is an infamous puzzle and yes. it's like a little logic grid thing mm-hmm. uh here yeah uh so the the second one 12 noon a place for songs and sound a silver guidepost is untapped in lost tongues awakening at the ordained order uh, you do a logic grid mm-hmm. uh and then five darkness that brings the choking heat flames render the silence awakening the hungry beast open time's door to beckon prey yeah uh which is your basement yeah yeah is that like uh, you restart the boiler and then you'll uh you know you'll beckon the prey like you'll actually get the, yeah. the 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 monster that uh holds uh holds sway over this place uh in addition to the gray children you, you will also find these i mean it's it's hard to find them scary because of the squeaky sound they make but they are mm-hmm. um little shadow children that you initially think okay can they hurt me no not when they're small when they're bigger they can uh, but they will like run yeah. away from you make a squeak noise and then disappear entirely yeah, and you can kill them if you like for sport. <laughs> um, the, yeah, they they will they will go down if you hit them with a pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of little audio scares yeah. that pop up in this, like rooms where there is just a little spooky sound or a spooky like little event. Mm-hmm. So like the second floor boys' bathroom that you go into, you can hear a kid crying, but you yeah. can't see the crit the kid. Mm-hmm. It's just a spooky sound. Yeah. Uh, you have to go to go to the uh, chemistry lab and use some uh, hydrochloric acid to dissolve a statue of an old man's hand to get the gold medallion. Um, mm-hmm. And as you work your way around, you can unlock uh, shortcuts that will make it easier to get back and forth between places. Uh, there's one room where you can go where you get the literal cat scare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, this works in movies. Let's do this here. Um, but I like the way that they subvert it later on. You walk into the locker room and you hear one of the one of the doors rattling. Uh, and you think, okay, I'm going to go check this out. There's a kitty cat locked inside. You open it and he, you know, goes and runs away. But like when the door opens, you hear a scream and a uh, and a splatter. But the scream is not a cat scream. It almost sounds like an ape screaming, like a like a yeah. chimpanzee. Yeah. Yep. Then bad things aren't going to happen for that cat. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's very funny that like the you know the cop, the the uh, hospital administrator, the nurse, and the cultist, uh-huh. and one cat <laughs> all made it over into the cult world. Silent Hill. One normal ass cat is like, oh shit, this is, I'm having a day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where the psychological horror comes from. Maybe in this one, uh-huh. you know, no treats. Nary a bag to shake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just really, I really want Silent Hill for cats, where like you have a little bag of treats that starts shaking when there's a monster about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's very cute. I love that. Do the mod where you get to be that cat for the entire game, like your consciousness transfers to that cat. Please, you, you cowards. Your kittens. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, adorable is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, now we have we put in the gold medallion that we got advances the world state. Um, we go to the music room. 
where there's a piano has blood all over the keys and this poem about uh, where certain birds like to roost. And uh, this is a puzzle about which keys to press in the right order. Um, there are five birds listed, five keys that do not make a sound. Mm-hmm. The poem, uh, the so poem, you have to put them in the right order. Yes. The poem says these are songless birds uh, and the key, you know, the, the, the keys that are the most bloody are the ones that uh, are important to this. And you just literally like one of them is like, oh yes, the, uh, the, the, the dove flew as far as he could, uh, but the crow was greedy and he roosted next to one of these others, you know, almost like literally, you know, uh, a logic puzzle where like, okay, yes, you know, the, 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 the oldest and the youngest who has which name, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And th- this is as, as hard as the puzzles get. And mm-hmm. so much so that this is like an infamous yeah. uh, puzzle. And I think that really says a lot about the standards for riddles and puzzles on video games. Yeah. That this is considered like legendarily hard, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, you're not trying to flex or anything. It's just, it's not, it's not a very complicated logic grid. I'm not a logic grid guy mm-hmm. and it felt pretty, I could just kind of intuit it and I had to get, didn't have to break out a pen and paper or anything. Yeah. No. Um, yep. So after we go and then put the silver medallion from that, uh, we can go into the basement, uh, put that in the clock tower where the furnace room is. We start the generator. Um, this powers the door to the clock tower. Mm-hmm. So we can go into the clock tower and climb inside going down a ladder. Um, and I love that we're going further down. Mm-hmm. You know, Silent Hill is something I associate with Silent Hill. Same. This was happening in Echo as well. Is yeah. going down large, large distances. Yeah. I, I also love that you you know you go down you go down the ladder and then you walk in this uh, in this hallway as the transition takes place you know and the way that the clock tower is in a corner you know you should be coming up outside the school facing in the opposite direction but when you open the door you're just walking out what should be the door you came in from yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's, it's big uh, earthen peak yeah uh, iron keep stuff but it's but, but like you see any steps out like on, wait a minute this looks familiar this doesn't make any sense what's going on yep <laughs> uh now it's raining uh it's dark there's this huge big uh, cult sigil mm-hmm. uh, on the ground and we're in the nightmare version of the school yeah yeah, yeah spooky version yep. yep uh the north exit is blocked by a big spinning fan uh first mm-hmm. appearance of of many of improbable fans um, mm-hmm. and we've got a, we've got a storage room that is full of headless dolls tied to the rusty grating on the walls. Uh, yeah. who put those dolls there? Spooky. <laughs> you find a rubber ball. You can bounce it if you wish. Sanitarium <laughs> callback. Uh, the, uh, and this classroom that we find has these different cards on it. Uh, here we, we find one called the picture card. It has a key on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we, if we try to leave the school, we cannot leave. At right. this point, we have to solve the school before we can go back out into the town. Right. Right. Uh, the reception area has this ominous door with these three black slots. It is bordered by these uh, kind of like two bundled bodies. There's just a, a real fearful symmetry uh, present here. You get in by sliding that picture card, the key card, into the door, opening it up, letting you get into uh, the west hallway. I love what they do with these bathrooms here. Uh, where if you go into the girl's bathroom, um, and then, uh, step back out, you're going to be, you, you, walk in on the first floor, you leave through the, uh, you leave through the door of the second floor girl's bathroom, kind of in this mm-hmm. uh, own little area, you go to the second floor boy's bathroom and you get a, um, uh, you get a, uh, shotgun, uh, that is under a big leathery body and then you have to go back through. So like, this is just a little warp bathroom, uh, mm-hmm. taking you yeah, from like places. Bathroom. Yeah. You know, uh, never explained. Uh, no, I think I'd have a hard time using the bathroom on an elevator. <laughs> uh, 
after you get the shotgun, a classroom near here uh, has these unplugged phones on a table. And when you go to leave, the phone rings. You pick it up at your your daughter. It's asking for help, asking where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of throwing in that a little bit of that guilt yeah. uh, feeling to this, you know, manipulating your guilt. Yeah. Urging you ever forward. She sounds uh, she sounds distressed. You know, Daddy, where are you? Um, you know, mm-hmm. you should be here. Uh, to proceed, you have to get this key that is stuck in a drainage pipe. This is really simple. There's a spigot you can turn on up on the roof. Um, you have to use the rubber ball, rubber ball to block a near uh, drain so that the water will go to a far one and knock the knock the uh, key down into the, into the uh, courtyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we're in that locker room we're in with the cat scare, uh, it still rattles, but this time uh, it is empty. Mm-hmm. We open it and we're like, phew. Nothing happened. <laughs> no, you know? it's empty, uh, but it's but it's coated with blood. Uh, it's like yeah. the it's like some cat an- yeah. asked and answered. Yeah, some know? somebody uh, somebody pulled a maniac mansion uh, microwave on that cat. Yeah, uh, when you go to leave, it takes advantage of your relief mm-hmm. and does a, a jump scare with a body slumping out of a locker. Love it on your way here. Yep, <laughs> uh, this gives us the, the key to the library reserve. Yeah, um, so we go there. Uh, there's a book lying on a table, uh, kind of talking about a uh, hunter. This is a hint for the boss yeah. who killed a giant lizard by shooting an arrow in its mouth when it went to bite. Yes. Um, so that is uh, telling us how we're going to deal with this boss in a little bit. Uh, you get onto the boiler room, and in order to proceed, you have to kind of work out this little puzzle. There are these two valves that you have to turn that will rotate to partial turnstiles. Uh, you mm-hmm. need to line it up. So when you turn the left one, left or right, uh, they rotate at different rates. And you just have to uh, set up the offset so it'll create a path forward. And kind of a real uh, nice puzzle. I find this mildly annoying because you they're not in the same interface. Yep. Uh, you rotate one and then you decide you're done with that. And then you walk over to the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a trial and error thing. There's no, you know, there's nothing to intuit before you start turning them. Yes. Really, yeah. like you just have to figure it out after you fuck around with them for a little bit. Yeah. Also, if you're not um, standing pointed on the exact right angle, uh, your flashlight might not illuminate them. So it'll be very difficult to actually see uh, how they are turning and count the rate differences. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, once you do this, you ride this elevator down to this chamber uh, with a gout of flame spouting from the spherical mechanism in the floor. <laughs> uh, and our first boss is here. The split head yeah. who is the lizard of your. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that we, we just talked about big evil lizard. Yeah, it's a big, it's, it's, it's like a gigantic skink. Mm-hmm. It kind of has the, yeah, like, you know, dead. Yeah, a, a big, uh, a, a big blunt head, uh, crawls around on forearms, but its back legs are real, uh, are real weak. Uh, this is actually echoed in the first boss of Silent Hill 3, the, uh, the split worm. Uh, that you end up mm-hmm. fighting has uh, has the same uh, the same gimmick as well. Uh, this is kind of teaching you like you can shoot while walking backward. Uh, you found the uh, the shotgun. What you have to do is kind of plink the uh, the heavily armored head to get it to like slowly uh, open up its jaws. Um, and it's real tense. You know, you're playing chicken with this thing because you've got to just like slowly walk backward as you see, you know, it exposing the inside a little bit, opening, opening, opening. And then you have like just a moment to uh, fire off the shot. It only takes one uh, to kill this thing. Um, and you've got just that moment to fire before he does his attack. Uh, it's real uh, yeah. high risk, high reward kind of deal. Yeah. And, 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 you know, being, if I'm feeling generous mm-hmm. about the, uh, you know, the, the, the game's combat, I would say that it does play into the 
basic rule of the combat, which is timing. Yes. Like the basic mechanic of it. This is the best boss fight in the game, without question. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go, you know, better than this, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. acknowledge a high point when it comes. It's it's all downhill from here, boss-wise. Yeah. After he dies, uh, everything slows down and gets blurry. We hear the sirens again, and the boiler room t- returns to normal. We've gone back into Shadow Realm, as mm-hmm. opposed to Dark Realm. Yep. We're in Fog Zone. <laughs> Um, we, uh, get a, uh, cut scene at a, you know, a woman who appears to be kind of a grown up Cheryl, uh, is leaning up against the boiler. Uh, when she takes notice of Harry, she, uh, she disappears. Uh, there's yeah. a key left in her place, the K Gordon key. Um, and, uh, Gordon. what's that from, uh, Kim Gordon from Sonic youth. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> the, uh, is, no. is, is, is that explicit? Is, is that, uh, has that been referenced? No. no, no, no. I think, I think it's just, uh, that's what I think about when I think about Kim Gordon. Oh, okay. That key. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or no, when I say, when I see, I guess when I see K Gordon, oh, okay. I think about Kim Gordon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you can look at its tag. You can, uh, examine items, get a closer look. It mentions, you know, old Silent Hill Southwest block. This will be the key, uh, to go forward. The front door, uh, is open. You can step out and Harry hears a church bell. You know, as opposed to thinking, hey, that must be on a timer or whatever. Harry's like, somebody's there. We need to get there. Uh, And the Balkan Church is uh, circled on the map. Uh, We got to get over there. Yep. Uh, So we're on our way, but Chasms forced us to proceed through a house on our way there. Uh, We can open this house because we have the Kim Gordon Sonic Youth Key. Uh, Get a kind of a save point here. We get to the church. We find this uh, strange and explicitly sinister old woman mm-hmm. uh, here. Very uh, has ske- a real uncanny look. A r- real skeletal, like in, in a yeah. in a game that already has some faces. Um, this woman, Dahlia, is designed to be like, why would I trust her? Even before before she opens up her mouth, um, yeah, you know, opens up her mouth and like she she she's been expecting you because she's been engaging in in divination. Like people laugh because ah, oh, it was foretold by gyromancy. Real last thing, like yeah. Well, you know. it's also it's pronounced euromancy, and Greek culture is not a joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, I, I saw mean, it in the feta. You're on your way. <laughs> oh man, just now I really want a euro. A euro sounds <laughs> fucking tasty right now. Is what it does. In a minute since I've, I've eaten from the Forbidden Tower. <laughs> From the yeah. cone. <laughs> can yeah, I get a slice from... of that cone? <laughs> yeah, can I get a wet slice of that shiny cone, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Uh, gyromancy. No, it's uh, just like uh, walking around in uh, like a like a circle around a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, like a like a ritual, uh, uh, you know, ritual sign. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the the dizziness uh, kind of giving you, uh, 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 you know, Delphic uh, kind of uh, d- disorientation. You know, it's just a way yeah. to, uh, you know tap into the randomness of the universe real true thing the sounds forms of divination it's very goofy like walking in a circle until you get dizzy and calling it divination is pretty pathetic <laughs> yeah. well you know oracle adelphi was probably uh huffing natural gas uh and getting just getting high which means that basically doing the same thing as charlie from it's always sunny yeah but it's still that like that that feels more cool an adult than just running in circles <laughs> i think the kids do yeah you know, to fall over and get dizzy for fun. Yeah, yeah. They were actually experiencing divination. Uh, yeah, a lot of cosmic truths on the merry-go-round at yeah. the playground. <laughs> yeah. The tilt-a-whirl, a.k.a. the predicted predict-a-whirl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, coming off of the Gravitrod and just uh, saying, I figured it all out. <laughs> War! <laughs> uh, 
so she knows you want the girl. Uh, you have to follow the path of the hermit concealed by Flauros. Uh, and uh, Flauros is going to be an object. We're going to find out about that. Yeah. Well, she hands it to you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and she you gives this to you, this kind of tetra, tetrahedron. Um, she calls it a cage of peace that is mm-hmm. going to counteract the wrath of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sends you over to the hospital. Uh, you know, get there with great haste. Yes. Yeah, and then she uh, she, she leaves. Uh, the flowers is on the altar along with this drawbridge key. We've got to go to a different district. So we head on over to Central Silent Hill. Um, there are new enemies here. The, the adorably named Rompers. Yep. Um, the ape-like guys, uh, they move slow until they get you within their sights. Mm-hmm. And then they leap like a pretty long distance towards you. Yeah. Uh, these guys, to me, were good targets for guns. Yes. Uh, because of that. Yeah. Um, I did not like letting these guys get close. Yeah. The the general heuristic for Silent Hill games uh, that, I, that, that I found is uh, do not use a weapon until one dungeon after you have found it. And then it's fair game. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. not not using the pistol a lot in the school, but by the time you leave the school, you have enough ammo and the and the enemies are uh, dangerous enough that you're justified to use them. You want to plink these guys out of the air uh, before they get yeah. you because they're really tough to outrun. Yeah. And uh, it can hurt you. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, there's a PlayStation here we can pop in uh, that acts as a little item room. It's on the critical path. I wish there was more of this. Yep. Uh, that there are more things, you know, just rooms you can go into. They tie getting the good ending into doing this. Yes. Uh, in a way that bums me out just a little bit because I don't feel properly encouraged to do it. Right. Um, I felt like the design of most of the hallways in the town, I was encouraged to make a beeline mm-hmm. to my goal as possible. Yeah. Oh, you know, you were discouraged if you were trying, you know, like, oh, they wouldn't have labeled this on the map if it wasn't someplace, you know, it wanted me to go, you know, not like circled out on the critical path, but like, you know, the gas station is named useful stuff is at gas stations. No, it's just like a design element. And then it's outside. By the time you get to the resort where going into these buildings really matters, you would not be um, I would not blame you for thinking, yeah, it's not worth checking those doors. This is also where you get a note, and I think this is the first hint of the drug subplot. Yes, it is. Uh, in the game, which I, I, I'm i curious to hear what you think about it, because mm-hmm. I I was surprised by how unconnected it is yeah. to the cool parts of this and, like, what's neat about this. Mm-hmm. Like, what what to what purpose this drug subplot? I mean, to, you know, to what purpose to, exp- you know, to explain, uh, like the thing that I think is cool about this is that like, it's a way that they keep people coming back, you know, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the drug is, you know, when you find notes later on, it's being taken to places that would serve food. It's being taken to the restaurants It's being taken to the, um, uh, you know, to the hotels, um, things like that. You know, the idea that like Harry or, um, uh, you know, James and Mary, you know, like, yeah, they, they're they outsiders who came here. Um, you know, the fact that there is this hallucinogen that is drawn from this white flower that is implied to be similar to, uh, you know, to the morning glory. That is an instrument of control that this cult is using. Uh, it is also mm-hmm. implied to be uh, the basis of the white chrism. One of the uh, one of the items that you uh, use to get uh, the demonic ending of Silent Hill 2. 
Um, I think that that is, 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 you know, neat backstory. However, it Mm -hmm. is, it operates here as kind of an underwhelming red herring. Um, specifically it feels like they have not, by this point, they had not necessarily made, um, a lot of hard and fast decisions about how much of this was happening. It felt like it was put here as a way to say like, it might all, you know, if this isn't an occurrence, an an occurrence at Owl Creek bridge, you know, this could also just be a hallucination that could, that, you know, that, that could account for what Harry is seeing. That's what, that's how I felt about it. And I don't. You know, in general, I'm against that, but I'm specifically against it in Silent Hill. Yeah. Like yeah. in Silent Hill games. Like I don't, I don't want everything to be a hallucination ever, yep. but I really don't want it all to be a hallucination in this game. Right. Where a lot of the terror comes from there actually being a malevolent environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if it's yeah. just a place where people can get certain party drugs, <laughs> that fucking sucks. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that, yeah. that's a, that, that's parts of central Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared by that. Yeah. You know? Uh, as, as a background element about the cult's complete control over the town, um, and a way that they mm-hmm. get leverage over people, uh, I think it is cool and good. Uh, I think that it is and as a red herring or as a possible explanation, it is leaning into a lame horror trope that it would undercut a lot of stuff that would be cool about this otherwise. Um, and I'm very happy that they didn't lean into it. Yeah, it, it basically, you know, gets progressively more backsat. Back sat. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, it really, to me, underlines that difference between, like, lore and story of this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is part of the lore and kind of backstory, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much a big part of the story, which would suck. Yeah. You know, uh, but when you first find these clues, you're not exactly sure which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, there's also a note here where an officer that has no history of heart problems is dying of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coroner ruling it natural causes, you know, suspicious stuff's going on, um, you know, as we, as we find out. But we are on our way to the hospital. I was yes. in the southern part of the district and we can walk right over to uh, Alchemakila. Alchemala Hospital. Alchemala Hospital. Alchemala. Yes. That's what I said the second time. <laughs> yep. Didn't I? <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just repeating. Sometimes we repeat what each other okay. say. I was reinforcing it. Yeah. Going yeah. to our reviews. <laughs> drive, drive some people mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we get here, we hear a gunshot uh, and we go to the exam room and we're introduced to another uh, real person here, Michael Kaufman. Yes. Uh, Dr. Michael Kaufman. He's holding a gun and he's sitting over this dead monster. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like he just shoots you as soon as you come in. <laughs> he does. Yeah. It doesn't look like it misses at all. Uh-huh. He's aimed square at center mass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but you're, but it turns out he missed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, uh, he thought that you were a monster once he realizes you're an actual person. He's like, oh, sorry about that. Uh, he fell asleep and he woke up uh, mm-hmm. to the world being like this. He, you know, similar to, uh, to Sybil, doesn't have any answers, at least none that he's, you know, ready to give at this point. And he's shady, you know, he's a different mm-hmm. kind of shady than Dahlia. But like, you know, there's definitely something up with him, you know? Yeah. He's not a good guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he hasn't seen Cheryl. Uh, he asked about your wife. It's revealed that she died four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes off. We're going to run him later if we want the good ending. Yes. Um, we take the map from reception. We get to exploring this area. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, really important. We go to the director's office. There are all these vials that are smashed on the floor. Uh, one of which has a bunch of red liquid. And mm-hmm. if you want a good ending of this, you want to use this plastic bottle from the kitchen and suck this up. Yes. Yeah, there's a plastic um, bottle that has no other that has no use otherwise. 
and you want to grab yes. this um, before the uh, before the world state transitions. Yeah. Yes. This is uh, this um, is important. We will explain it. Other, we will explain it at the ending. Yeah. Uh, the way that I, I think of that, um, the way Silent Hill handles its endings, as, again, just kind of a, a diametrically opposed philosophy to how Resident Evil does it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both games that are intended to be played multiple times, but Silent Hill does it for narrative reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, it won't be obvious that you need to do this, but it tells you how good your ending is. Yeah. Like, when you get an ending in this, it implies what kind of, how good of an ending you got. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas in Resident Evil, there are multiple endings, but it also gives you your time and unlocks costumes and yeah, super yeah. weapons and shit. It's it's meant to be replayed as an arcade experience, whereas Silent Hill is meant to be replayed as a you know scour better. Yeah, you know, try to do more stuff and get a more complete version of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, experience different structure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the elevator initially isn't working. You've got to go down to the basement to power it up, but uh, the the elevator is not necessarily very useful. Uh, the elevator lobbies on the second and third floor, uh, they're both kind of blocked off by these jammed doors. Uh, you can't get out of mm-hmm. them. You have to check all three of them. But when you get back into, I just I love this so much. When you get back into the elevator on the third on the third floor, uh, there's a new button that wasn't there before. Um, you got to go to the fourth floor. <laughs> Uh, and what's on the fourth floor, but a, uh, but a transition to the, to the nightmare hospital. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't spend an awful lot of time in the regular version of Al Camilla. No. Uh, when you get out into this version, you get a brief glimpse of old Cheryl, uh, walking into an antique shop before you walk around the rusty version of this. And we do not have a map yet. No, uh, we only have a map of the, uh, the real hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you wind down the hallways, uh, doors are locking behind you as you go. And eventually, when you go down some stairs on the third floor, you're back on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, your map does count. Uh, we didn't really talk about this in generalities, but hugely important. I can't believe I missed this. Uh, Harry will mark up your map. I love it. As you go with stuff you need to do and what doors don't work and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It makes the realistic spaces with this many doors you can't use uh, tolerable. Yes. If it wasn't for Harry marking your map mm-hmm. or some ability to mark your map, that would be almost a verbal flaw in this yes. to me. Having to remember which doors were just set piece doors that will never open mm-hmm. versus ones that uh, are locked and will eventually open. Yeah. Which so. which doors are just painted on and which ones are operative. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you, the game keeping track of you for that is it's hard to call it a kindness because the lack of it would be violence. Mm-hmm. It'd be like me and you saying next to each other and me calling it a kindness for you not to like punch me in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. It's always an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that I don't that, that, that I don't do it. I mean, honestly, it would pretty it would end our friendship pretty quickly if I just punch you in the throat. It'd be difficult. It'd be hard yeah. to move past. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not just because my throat would be all fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, the, the the way that Silent Hill handles maps is a uh, is has always been good to me. I like it quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, there are new enemies here. Uh, we're introduced to the puppet nurses and the puppet doctors. If you're familiar with Silent Hill uh, by its reputation, you are going to be uh, expecting this these to be the mascot enemies, uh, the bubble nurses mm-hmm. from uh, from Silent Hill Two, where they're a little bit sexy. Right. They've got the cleavage yeah. and stuff like that. That isn't the case here. These are, uh, you know, people uh, that have these parasitic lumps growing out of their backs. Uh, they will attack you with knives. Uh, some of them have guns, specifically specifically the uh, the doctors do. And their strategy is one will grab you and hold you uh, while the other one will come up and attack you. Yeah. 
know, and again, not horny. Not horny. Uh, the uh, so the patient rooms that we're we're seeing have these uh, played played uh, colored carved plates mm-hmm. um, labeled Turtle Cat and Queen. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the three genders. <laughs> um, the final plate is in the second floor patient room and guarded by these tentacles that fly over on the wall. We can't get close enough to them, uh, so we need to throw a blood pack for yep. them to eat to get them out of the way. Yeah, just kind of to nuzzle. <laughs> just uh, uh, did, did the soup's on. Yeah. Yep. Grab this. Uh, the door to the rest of the second floor, it has a plaque mounted next to it. Uh, with something called the Grim Reapers list. Is this list of names, and there are some numbers beside it. It's kind of neat. There are uh, things that are clues that are not used during this trip to the hospital. Uh, they, they only becomes operative in the uh, the ending of the game, kind of the final dungeon. So, uh, you know, this will be important later, but right now is just uh, it is just kind of a, a dangling thread. Yeah. Um, we also find a nursing nurse's station over here uh, where there's a paper on the wall with this poem. Uh, clouds flowing over a hill, sky on a sunny day. And on our way out, uh, there is the door, or the door out of here has four slots. Um, the solution is given by this puzzle or that poem that we just had. Yeah. You know, the important thing is the color of the plates, not what's on them. Yeah. Um, this is a cool riddle trick. They do it later with the leg puzzle. Mm, I love that. You know, you know, I like that one more than I like this one. Same. Um, a little bit, but they're very similar sideways, you know, logic solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't be Pagliacci. That's my son. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, you put the, uh, you put the, the plaques in there and, uh, you can go through and take the stairs down to the basement. Uh, there is mm-hmm. a pretty good, uh, weapon down here, the emergency hammer. Uh, mm-hmm. this is the strongest melee weapon that you can get. Uh, it is not unusable like later, uh, uh, super strong melee weapons you would get, uh, later in the series, your, uh, your pyramid head sword or your, uh, or your maul. This actually ends up being pretty useful against the nurses. Uh, this, uh, yeah. this hammer does very good for nurses. Yeah, actually. Um, when we are, uh, down here, um, we get down to the sub basement. Uh, one of the rooms has this VHS tape on a gurney. So we're going to want to grab this. Um, and in one of the patient's room, there's a cutscene. Uh, there's a bed in the center of it and a picture of a young woman named Alessa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the older Cheryl we've been seeing. Yeah. So weird. This uh, Silent Hill residence looks just like our daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean like th- this is not just a patient room. This is like in the sub basement. You have to like yeah, move yeah. a cabinet out of a out of a hole in the wall uh to get down there. Um and like burn away some vines. Like people did not want this room to be found. Um it's yeah. uh, it's, it's 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 pretty important. So yeah, in this forbidden room, you uh you get the uh get the VHS tape and there's also an exam room key. Uh you can take the tape mm-hmm. up to the uh third floor uh save room uh that you found up there. There's a television and a VCR. Uh, and this is an important tape. Uh, they're going to, you know, pull this trick that was pulled in Silent Hill 2. Right now, the tape is nothing but static visually. You can hear um, a woman's voice, but it cuts out very frequently. You only catch, a little, you know, little snippets. Uh, unusual fever, barely a pulse. The skin is all dot, dot, dot. Why? Why would someone do that to a child? Um, and you yeah. would be forgiven for thinking that this is just another like, oh, they were, they just wanted to put something fucked up here because this is a horror game. No, this is this is extremely important story stuff. And it's, we're going to see a the child. Yes, uh, we're going to see the uh, we're going to see the full version of this later on. When we head to the examination room, we find a nurse. There's a nurse, nurse heading out. This is Lisa Garland. Um, and she runs right to you and hugs you. 
Yeah. Uh, here, you know, this is another human. Uh, she says she was knocked out and she came to everyone was gone. She's in the, the dark world and she also has not seen Cheryl. Right. Right. Uh, Harry asks her like, Hey, I found this really weird room in the basement. Do you know anything about that? Uh, Lisa says, no, I don't know. The, the, the hospital employers are under strict orders not to go down there. Like we gotta, we gotta yeah. stay away. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary dark room. <laughs> Do not go. Um, you start describing what you found on there and sirens kick in. Um, yeah. You black out from pain. You grab your head. Uh, and when you wake up, you wake up on the exam, exam tale, table. And that old woman we saw, the crone from earlier, Dahlia Galepsi, uh, shows up. And she's being real crazy. She's talking about the town being devoured by darkness. Yeah. Like, we basically just kind of teleport here yeah. while we're passed out. It's real weird and disorienting. Mm-hmm. I love that it happens as he's describing uh, that, that that hospital room. Like, no, like this, mm-hmm. the, the, this, is, this is stuff that can't be uttered to particular people. Um, I, I also really enjoyed that you said Dahlia Galepsi. That is a very funny name. It's good Gillespie. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dolly Gillespie. Gillespie. Yes. Yeah. I was just mixing mouth mouth mushing it. Yeah. I don't know how enough of it will come through on the recording, but I keep getting flustered with technical and cat difficulties <laughs> yeah. during this recording. So it keeps knocking me off my rhythm. <laughs> um, uh, just a, that, just a, a fun Tim and Eric name, Gillespie. Uh, yeah. uh, but but yeah, she, you know, she's she's talking about the town as being devoured by darkness. Uh, she says that Harry needs to go to the other church in town. You know, what is happening here is beyond, she says, this is beyond my abilities. Only you can stop it now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting because the, the plot revolves around her kind of fake, you know, using you. Like, she's yeah. like, oh, there's this crest all around town. It's the mark of Samuel. Uh, you know, don't let that be completed. You're never like really, your character never goes along with being conscripted into a, a you know, preventing a demon thing. Yeah. You're always just looking for your daughter, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, she just kind of sends you places under the auspices that your daughter might be there mm-hmm. and telling you like, Hey, stop this summoning. Yeah. You know, you're, and you're, you, you never really care about it. No, no. You're just a pawn on the board, which makes you, no. uh, you know, the fact that you don't care about it makes you kind of the perfect, uh, the, 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 the perfect tool for her. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, you get the antique shop key from a desk here. Uh, and we go back into the foggy, uh, version of the hospital. We mm-hmm. leave here. But we can finally leave it and go look for the antique shop. Yes. Uh, which is near the, the shopping center in the northeast. Yeah. You run up yeah. there. Uh, you uh, get to the antique shop. The front door is busted open. Uh, the key that she uses opens the inner door. Um, much like in the basement of the hospital, you can move this cabinet, revealing a hole in the wall. Uh, before you go inside, Sybil rejoins you. You know, she followed mm-hmm. you into this place. She spotted you. Um, all of the roads leading out of town have been blocked. Uh, because of these, uh, because of these chasms. Also, none of the cars are running anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like yeah, so something really wants us to stay here. She did see a young girl uh, in the fog over by Bachman Road, uh, headed toward the lake. Uh, she followed her, but uh, she couldn't catch her, and she disappeared. You know that that, that road just kind of dead ends into a chasm. She couldn't have gone anywhere. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, you mentioned Adalia. And uh, Sybil says, oh, she might be on these drugs. A local Southern tourist. Um, you know, she's not on the drugs. I mean, she might be, but that's not why things are going crazy. Yeah. Uh, before you part ways, Harry says, hey, do you know anything about this nightmare world? You know, have you been getting sucked into a nightmare world of, <laughs> you know, rust and chains? Yeah. A cyanobite, uh, you know, and, and she says, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. It is all, uh, it, it, it is all fog for her. Um, yes. You go into this tunnel. 
uh, through the antique store wall, and it takes you to this profane altar. It looks very uh, demonic. Uh, this would be the other church, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. one that is here. There is a uh, there's powder in the chalice, and there's this axe on the wall that you can take. It's a pretty good melee weapon. It's fast. Uh, doesn't have the reach of the uh, of the hammer though. When you mm-hmm. go to leave this room, uh, the chalice catches fire. And I love this. Uh, Sybil hears something, and she calls for the uh, she calls for Harry. Um, you know, like oh yeah. Uh, but when she goes in after him, he he's gone. He's been he's been taken yeah. by the town. Like you know, he yep. he is he is in this other dimension within this dimension. Yeah, sucked in. Yeah. Uh, you wake up on a bed in an exam room in the hospital. Yep. Again, uh, and you're told you were having a bad dream. Uh, you know, by Lisa, the nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, you ask if she's heard of Dahlia, and she has. She is a famous local eccentric. Um, <laughs> and part of her local legend is that she went crazy when her kid died in a fire. Yeah, she 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 wasn't well before that, but you know. We're going to yeah. find that out. <laughs> uh, uh, Harry asked her, like, hey, do you know about this darkness uh, that Dahlia might have been, uh, you know, might have been talking about? Lisa says, oh, there are some, you know, things about this town's past. The people who lived here, they were quiet and they worshipped this weird, you know, occult religion. Um, but uh, eventually young people started leaving the town uh, and uh, the town started changing, getting more mainstream, you know, kind of as uh, society caught up with it. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, as this was happening, high ranking people around the town started dying in mysterious accidents. You know, the cult was trying to yeah. maintain, uh, maintain control over this. This is a cool story beat that is like nothing is done with it until, uh, until homecoming. But the idea of mm-hmm. a modernizing town and the forces that like try and stop that, <laughs> yeah. you know, in secret is a, is a cool and good idea. Um, and it deserved a much better game than Silent Hill homecoming. Yeah. It's like a reverse, uh, night in the woods. Yeah, the uh, you know she she apologized for rambling here, and you wake up again uh, this time on a floor near a couch in another nightmare room. Yeah, um, and you wonder like, am I just dead in my car or am I unconscious in a hospital room? Like you're moving around a lot. Yeah, uh, around this part, I'm, guys, I'm losing a lot of time. Are you prone to having blackouts? <laughs> yeah. Are you prone to having blackouts? No. Oh my gosh, uh, but yeah. Uh, you go to leave the room, and there's a uh, there's a mark of Semiel on the floor. Uh, this mark that you've been told is the uh, the the mark of Semiel. Uh, when you step outside, the whole town has been nightmarified. Uh, this is the first time that this has happened. You know, like yeah, the fog world version, but now the entire outside is the bloody grating uh, and chains and yeah. stuff like that. It, and it's it's great to walk on a grating over just an endless gulf of nothingness. Yep. Like, that is very scary. Like, you get a little piece of that when you're just walking in a city and you walk across, um, a, you know, like one of those street grates on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Like a like yeah. a subway or a steam grate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but for everything. Like, <laughs> people presumably drive on it. It's yeah. so scary. Uh, so the, secu- the security shutter at the uh, entrance of the mall is ripped open so we can go inside. Um, you know, this is the first area in uh, Silent Hill 3. Uh, mm-hmm. small um, uh, no, that's a that's a different here. mall that's different a mall? Oh, yeah. yeah it is uh it is where heather uh begins the game um oh gotcha yeah yeah uh some screens turn on showing that mark of uh, samuel and then a static filled video of cheryl trying uh asking you for help yeah again. uh one one of the more funny like off-brand things this screen is right in front of it's like a vision ultra store or something like that uh but it's, it is uh, it's virgin it's vestal records it's vestal records. Of virgin records huh 
Yeah, but it's it's very clearly uh, uh, Virgin Superstore, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, you try and run further into the mall, um, but then this grating breaks and you fall into this sand filled arena on the uh, on the first floor uh, next to mm-hmm. this uh, this gun store uh, where this loose rifle uh, has kind of fallen as the window broke, and we're attacked by the second boss, uh, this twin feeler yeah. caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, pretty dumb. Yep. You, you you run in perpendicular ways. Yeah. And that's what you do. Yep. So it, it pops out of the ground. You run to the side. It will not hit you. You shoot it. Yeah. Um, eventually, it just curls up. Um, if this were the only thing that this boss did, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it would be uh, pretty disappointing. This is, it is Caterpillar, so it is going to turn to a butterfly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it uh, bursts um, out of the, uh, bursts out of the front door, giving you a way back out onto the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get back out on the street, there are new versions of the enemies, uh, the night flutter and the worm head, which are tougher, uh, flying enemies and dogs from before. Mm-hmm. So basically the same thing, just rougher. Yeah. yeah. Um, we go to the hospital to talk to Lisa again, to see if she has any answers. She's really happy to see you. Uh, and you ask how to get to the lake because yeah. again, uh, last time we talked to Sybil, she had seen, uh, you know, your daughter head towards the lake. Yeah. Uh, the only way there is Bachman Road, but that is blocked. Uh, she does mm-hmm. remember that there's a waterworks near Midwich Elementary uh, that has an access tunnel that uh, people think leads all the way to the lake. You know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have a reason to be down there if you're a sewers worker, but it's your best shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Um, so, uh, and she begs you not to go. She, she acts very uncanny in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so she, you know, she can't stand to be alone and she's really like, you know, hammering on her sympathy here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're like, well, well, come with me. And she doesn't want to leave the hospital either. Yeah. She says, so I, somehow I feel I'm not supposed to leave this place. Yeah. Um, you know, very, very menacing and, and she's going to get a bad end. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. Find that. Tragic. I mean, one of the most tragic outside of Alessa, uh, the most tragic yeah. figure in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, but Harry says, you know, I'll, you know, I'll find, I'm going to find my daughter. We'll come back. We'll get you. And then we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, when you step out on the roads of change, there's only this kind of small path with these pitfalls taking you to the post office across the street. Uh, would you head up onto the roof and we run into float stinger, which is the grown form of twin feeler, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a great boss fight. Like no. it's cool that you fight a caterpillar and then fight it's, it's butterfly version. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the trick is for this. I just tanked it and shot. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there's more to it than this. Yeah. That's about all I did too. Uh, really just you know, ran corner to corner. That's basically the way you do in every Silent Hill boss fight is run corner to yeah. corner and, uh, you know, try to outrun it. But like it, you know, it's attacks will get you. I uh, like there. I yeah. really didn't find a way to, uh, you know, to dodge this, you know, every time I, every time I squared a weapon away, it would get up on me and spit its acid or uh, hit me with its abdomen. Yeah. You you can strafe in this game mm-hmm. and you have a back step that looks like a very fancy businessman jumping over a puddle in reverse. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a really dorky animation, yeah. uh, but it's not super useful. No, no. Um, it's kind of useful. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so after you kill it, the sirens start back up and we are in the fog world. So we mm-hmm. can head on over to the, uh, the sewer and yeah. the waterworks. Uh, if you decide like, oh, I'm going to go check on, uh, Lisa, uh, back at Alcamilla hospital, uh, in the fog version, she's not there. She's not in the, uh, mm-hmm. exam room. The only place where you've seen her. Yeah. So that's, dun, dun, dun. that's data. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
so when you return to the other district, the game just like teleports you to the waterworks. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels like a play test patch to me. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of hard to find the waterworks, but it's it's a weird thing because the first time the game has done that for non-dream reasons. Yes. We're just like, you know. okay, we're going to edit this piece out. Like, just assume that you went directly here. Yeah. Uh, use a melee weapon to break in and you get down into a sewer level. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not as hateful as it could be, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. By any means, uh, it doesn't seem particularly scary in comparison to everything else. No, no, it's it, it feels mostly like empty space. Um, yeah. It's the closest that the game gets to padding, I feel. This is, it's also no coincidence, this is where I get real pretty sick of running yeah. through places, and I start treating every area as just run zigzag, make a yes. beeline for the thing. Yeah. If it's a hallway, I am not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for the rest of the game basically the enemy here like the special enemy for this is not any great shakes really it's pretty similar to the kids except they'll drop down from the ceilings these are called the hanged scratchers they're like mm-hmm. insect reptile hybrid kind of guys who attack with their mantis like claws uh there's an ambush like you know to get out of here you need to grab a key from this bloody area of water uh generally in a silent hill game uh if you see an area that is conspicuously more bloody than someplace else something terrible is going to happen to you there um yeah. and uh yeah they'll drop down and attack you but uh you know this is you know there's very little stopping you from just running around these enemies and getting past them you know do a speed run uh with this key you can get back up to the surface mm-hmm. um and you end up in the silent hill resort area There's lots of optional stuff to do here. You can beeline, mm-hmm. uh, which in, I watched the the stuff for the good ending. I did not get them okay. uh, in this because by this point I was eyes on the prize in terms of not finishing the game, but just getting to locations. Mm-hmm. So I just happened to go to the, you know, the docks first yeah. and skipped, uh, you know, saving Kaufman. Yeah. Uh, which you do at Annie's bar. Um, when you bump, pump in, he's being attacked by a, a mumbler. And you have to save him, otherwise he dies. Yes, uh, and that contributes to the ending. Yes, uh, you want to do this not just for the um, not just for the uh, good ending, but also it's cool story with Kaufman. Yeah, uh, he's kind of a uh, precursor to Vincent insofar as he is uh, he's part of the cult. He's aligned with them, but he's more worldly than everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it's <laughs> just kind of like, yes, I will take control, help you take control of this town, but I don't really want you know, like, this wasn't part of the deal that it would be hell. I thought I was going to be making money uh, essentially is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Capitalist cult. Yes. Like his story content. I'm not saying his story content isn't worth it. I just read yeah. about him later and watched yeah, these yeah. scenes on YouTube. That's a, I mean, that's yeah. per- perfect, perfectly reasonable way to do it. Also, uh, like we said there, you know, you would, you would be forgiven for not wanting to check doors or check uh, important places on the map. There's nothing that calls out like, Hey, go to uh, go to Annie's bar. Uh, but you save him and you get this really stilted conversation. Um, Harry asks Kaufman, Hey, do you know about this girl named Alessa? And Kaufman flatly says, no. Uh, and then he like hurries, hurries his way out. Uh, that would have uh, stopped there, except Kaufman dropped this little folio containing a hotel room key um, and a receipt for a nearby steakhouse. Uh, with the numbers, uh, with the number 0473 written on it. He likes his hotels and he likes his steaks. <laughs> We're on the case. Yep. So. Uh, 
we go to the steakhouse uh, to slop them up, and we use that number on a combination uh, for a lock on the front door to find this diary mm-hmm. uh, that's on the counter. The owner of the steakhouse talks about uh, someone suspicious going around to business owners. He doesn't want to be involved with them, but he's being like conscripted. The yeah. idea is that like local heads of community yeah. are being you know courted. Here. Yes. Yeah, like there are packages being delivered, and you can you can use the the, the uh, key that you find here to open up a safe, and there are bags full of white powder. Uh, this is the yes. drug. This is the white Claudia, or the drug derived from white Claudia. The white Claudia is the flower. Um, yeah. I forget. It's like PVF is the name of the drug, something like that. Uh, there's a shopping list on the back of the on the back wall here, uh, directing you to this next uh, this next location. It's a delivery order for the Norman Young uh, for Norman Young's hotel. Uh, there's a, yes. a code that you can put in here to get into the office. Uh, we're going to head to this hotel anyway because of the key. Um, and you find a newspaper article. Here we go. I didn't need to guess. It was written here. There's a newspaper article uh, about PTV um, and these drug dealers. Any politician who is opposed to the drug dealers ends up mysteriously dead. Um, yeah. You know, lining up with what we found in the police station. And we get this diary uh, from uh, Norman, the man who, does, who owns the hotel, taking this package and being afraid of disobeying the person who uh, who delivered it. Yeah. You know, so people are being strong armed into it. We go to Kaufman's hotel room. It's empty, but there's a shelf we can push out of the way to find a key beneath the, the floorboards, um, which we're able to get with a magnet that mm-hmm. we got from the office. Yeah. Uh, and this key allows us to get into the gas tank of an old motorcycle that's in the hotel's garage to get a small vial in a plastic bag. Yeah. Um, this matches the crushed vials from the hospital. Uh, this is magical exorcism juice. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is what you need for the good ending. You need to be able to magically exercise a couple of possessed people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kaufman barges in and takes this. Uh, this is the Eclophidus, uh, uh, an actual herb that is mentioned in uh, Kabbalah. Um, mm-hmm. and this is derived from that, uh, you know, spoiler for the end of Silent Hill three. This is, this is what spoiler Heather for Kabbalah. Well, you know, I just, if, you, if you're going to go spoiler for these Gnostic texts, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I get to the TV trope page for the Gnostic texts? <laughs> One of my favorite jokes in 30 rock Jenna just does. Uh, she's like following Kabbalah because it's a trendy thing. And she mentions, oh yeah, the Kabbalah monster says, <laughs> Just love the idea of the Kabbalah monster. Uh, I first heard about Kabbalah because Madonna got into it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. There's like interviews with her with Kurt Loder with him like archly putting his eyebrow to her and her talking about who Kabbalah was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to take anybody's belief from you. This uh, uh, from the outside. This sounds silly, but it does sound pretty silly. It does. Yeah. Uh, but it's not for me. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, this is, uh, this is what's in Heather. It, it's, it's exorcism stuff. Uh, Kaufman, uh, needs to take this and he threatens you, you know, says like, Hey, mind your own business. If I, if I, if I catch you nosing around anymore, you're dead basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're all dead. We're in hell Kaufman. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, not going to be threatened by you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we head over, if we head over to Zox, you can do this initially as well. Mm-hmm. Um, once you do this, the world shifts into nightmare zone. Uh, and this happens while you're conscious. Uh, Harry even remarks on, he says it feels different this time. Yeah. And we're in the nightmare version of the, uh, the resort. I mm. hear, um, mm. we head on towards a boat and we find, uh, Sybil. She followed our tracks through the sewer and, uh, Harry, you know, he confides what he thinks is going on. The town is being invaded by the other world. 
um, this world of someone having nightmarish delusions. Uh, this is actually, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. There are nightmarish delusions being inflicted on him, and it seems uh, surprising that Harry has been able to intuit this. Yes, based on what he has uh, encountered so far. Uh, Sybil's skeptical. Hannah yeah, sounds like a reach. You might need to sleep. Are you prone to blackouts? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she just wants you to wake up in the hospital again. How many hot dogs so. would you say you eat each day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they're, uh, they're, after, they're interrupted by Dahlia. It's like the demon is awakening, spreading its wings. <laughs> it's it, it, one of the most uncanny things about this is Sir, uh, Sybil putting up with Dahlia's shit. <laughs> Cause like, I understand why Harry would just be like, okay, right, we go. but Sybil's just like, Hmm. Huh. Yeah, you know, cover that in training. You know, just like is fine with it. Like no way, just says like, we're going to question you because uh, things are going on, and you're very, very suspicious. Yeah, Henry from Silent Hill Four gets an awful lot of flack for being uh, uh, dispassionate. You know, for being mm-hmm. very muted in his response to things. Um, I think that Harry definitely takes the cake for this. To me, he, yeah. he underreacts. There's nothing human about the way that he the the the, the way what that is he. Yeah. Just real, it, it's like real a, it's muted. a more purposeful version of Dark Corners of the Earth. Yes, where like in Dark Corners of the Earth, he sees a sanity blasting thing. Is like not today, cupcake. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's not where lungs funny. should be. Yeah, yeah, that's that's bad lungs. See, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, Dahlia says there are only two marks of Samael left, uh, mm-hmm. and if we want Cheryl back, we need to stop the demon that is taking the child's form. Yes, Here. yeah. To do this, we have to go to the lighthouse. Uh, at the center of the amusement park and use the flowers. Yeah. The lighthouse and the center of the amusement park. Those are the last two ones. Oh yeah. 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 The two different places where the mark is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they leave and we continue up the winding path of the lighthouse. Uh, incredible shot. Mm-hmm. Huge pain in the ass to control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seeing from the top of the, uh, the spiral staircase as you head up mm-hmm. really cool looking. Yeah. And I love you get to the top and you're not like on the small platform at the top of the lighthouse. No, it's this vast expanse, um, with the, yeah. like the big glowing sigil on the ground. It's very good. Yeah. Great looking. Yeah. This, this void. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it is here, uh, she fades away. Uh, you know, we, we cannot do what we were supposed to do here. It's too late. Yes. So we head back down. Right. Um, and the game will just, teleport you again, takes you to this boat. Uh, Sybil isn't back yet. So mm-hmm. uh, we run to this, this map marker where there's a grate um, over this ladder and we can go through it. Um, we assume she must have gone through here to get to the amusement park. Yeah. Um, when we go down the ladder, we see a uh, cutscene of Sybil being attacked from behind by something. Yes. Uh, kind of foreshadowing the, the fight we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another short, uh, another short sewer area. Uh, there is a cool effect. This is again, the things slowly become more nightmarish as you go along, mm-hmm. you know, just by static things that are placed in the environment, the way the textures change, et cetera. Good effect. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like finally you reach the exit, like everything is bloody grating and there are just carousel horses like floating in the water. Yeah. I love the carousel horses in the water. <laughs> like the idea of the surface, like the, the amusement park crumbling mm-hmm. down into this is really cool looking. Yeah. Um, we get up into Lakeside Amusement, uh, this area. There is not enough to this. Nope. For this to be really cool, I'm glad they expanded this mm-hmm. in uh, 3. Um, amusement Park is always going to be one of my favorite video game areas. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, we really can just go forward towards this carousel. And we get there, Sybil is unconscious uh, in a wheelchair on the carousel. When she wakes up, she's gone full draculated. Yeah. Her, her eyes are red. She's shambling towards you. And uh, for me, this was a boss fight hmm. because uh, I forgot. Oh, you have you the know, red I, juice. Th- yeah. 
Yeah, I, I well, because the the first time the way you know I was talking about this game, wanting you to do loops of it to get the narrative. Yeah. Um, seeing the red juice being exorcism juice, mm-hmm. like there's nothing that we have, you know, nothing tells us what that stuff does yeah. other than cutscenes at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not intuitive without prior knowledge to throw red juice. Yeah. On her, mm-hmm. uh, at all. Yeah. You know, like I I, th- I think that there's not really a way to know that. Yeah, like the idea it's of being the kind of like. You know, you go through, you get the terrible ending. You think, okay, I'm going to go back and maybe you find the Kaufman stuff and then you see him throw the red juice and you think, oh, like I could totally, okay, yes, I can go and uh, get this and then use it myself. So, you know, the third ending you go through. Yeah. And I don't like, I, I, again, it's a different approach. Mm -hmm. I don't like the replay of this as much because it doesn't have that arcade. Like the, you know, it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the same way that like Resident Evil is, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you're not rewarded in the same way. Yeah. So I, with, well, I think that is what they're doing Yeah. with, with having this really, really obtuse puzzle mm-hmm. or like adventure game style solution. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not, not super, super psyched on the idea of just replaying this over and over to understand, yeah. you know, to get the complete story. That's yeah. a, a DNA I don't have, mm-hmm. but Yep. But again, like now it's it's 2021, so instead of doing that, I just looked it up. Oh, of course. And that, that's fine. Yeah. And there were facts wow. and there were strategy guides back at the time, too. So, you know, if yeah. you wanted to, you know, engage with that, you could spoil yourself for it pretty easily. Um, Game Sages was around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as a boss fight, she's hard. Very hard. Like uh, enemies with guns want, are tough. Yeah. Uh, she shoots you and no matter what, you fall over because mm-hmm. you've been shot. Um, <laughs> the trick is to kind of run back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's likely to miss you yeah. and then get an attacks in between that. Yeah. If you want to kill her, the golden ending path is you throw the uh, exorcism liquid on her. Yeah. You have to be like close to her and behind her, uh, to mm-hmm. make that happen. Uh, when you do it, the parasite on her back, the same parasite that takes over the nurses, um, starts crawling away. Like it detaches from her and Harry stomps on it. Um, and mm-hmm. Sybil comes back to her senses. Uh, you know, we have this expository conversation, you know, Harry talks, you know, kind of explaining like, yeah, me and my wife, we found Cheryl on the side of the road near Silent Hill. You know, she's not actually our biological daughter, but we just found her and adopted her. It It's very funny storytelling that he tells her this. Yep. <laughs> it's very like click hole unprompted, you know, where they show like what they said, what? And it shows the three celebrities and it will just be like, someday I'll own all the bees in the world. And it's like Jerry Seinfeld unprompted. Like there's no reason for him to bring this up. He literally says, well, there's something I didn't, I haven't told you. Yeah. And like, there's probably a lot of things you haven't told you. You guys yeah. have shared like three lines of dialogue. Yeah. This whole game. So it just, they, the game did not know how else to tell you this. Yeah. Yeah. So they put it here. Yeah. But like, the, the, this is where he finally starts putting two and two together. There must be some connection between my daughter and this town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to save his daughter. Uh, you know, as you're heading out, you encounter Alessa out there and uh, he demands, you know, hey, you know, we're not Alessa, uh, Dahlia, right? Well, no, he, like, he, the, like yeah, he actually finds Alessa. Like it is, you oh, know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, gro- the grown Cheryl has been appearing to yeah. us. He was like, hey, you know, give me back my daughter. Uh, and Alessa knocks him over with her psychic powers, you know, like she points at him. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when he, when he gets up, uh, the flower that he has starts glowing and floating in the air above him. Um, it zaps Alessa with its energy and she falls over. Mm-hmm. And this is where, uh, Dahlia approaches and he, you know, says, Hey, like, Hey, I need to get Cheryl back. Like he knows none of these people are on his side at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Dahlia, like, you know, you have done exactly what 
exactly what she knew, what Dahlia wanted you to do. Because oh, we need a la- we made it last Alessa. Um, Dahlia has been seeking out Alessa. Alessa has been shifting the world to try and stop her. Um, and it's pretty tragic. Alessa can only respond in this childlike voice. Mama? Like, she yeah. has the body of a full-grown woman, but, you know, is reacting like she's a small girl, you know, seeing her daughter, right? Or seeing her, seeing her mother. girls. Yeah. Bodies of women. <laughs> I don't care for that. Little smart girls. <laughs> smart girls. <laughs> 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 um, but Dahlia, you know, she had underestimated how much Alessa had grown, um, you know, how much her powers had expanded. So she got away and Dahlia used Harry to hunt her down because, you know, Alessa wouldn't be, you know, uh, a- like as uh, as tuned into the fact that he, you know, would be would present a danger to her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he says, hey, there's only one thing you need to do for me now. Uh, darling little thing, let's go home. So she's got a, you know, blue energy coalesces around them. They fade away. So uh, she's got her. She's going to use her in some kind of ritual. Yeah. The world fades to black. Uh, you wake up in the exam room with Lisa, you know, and he said, uh, she says, hey, there's something that you mentioned that's been bothering me. Uh, you know, when I went to the basement, I didn't see anything strange. You know, I did get a, a kind of a creepy feeling. Like I'd been there before, but I can't remember it. Yeah. You know, um, and she's kind of losing it. Yeah. Or you try to comfort her, but she gets up and storms out. Yeah. And there's a rumbling sound. It sounds like it's coming from the basement. Uh, and you step out. And though you were in the exam room, you're not in the hospital. Uh, what has happened here is that uh, because Alessa has been, uh, you know, captured by Dahlia, uh, we're in this place. The You know, the game calls it nowhere. Uh, the, the world has collapsed. And instead, what you are going through is just like a jumble of these memories of places you have been and, you know, places that were important to Alessa. Um, yes. And this is theological, uh, you know, these games usually end with this. Uh, that's kind of a mashup of places that you have been before, but with changes to individual rooms and things like that. Yes. Uh, I like the concept of this a lot. I hate navigating it. Mm-hmm. I had become so map pilled. <laughs> At this point, not having a map made this uh, pretty miserable to me. Mm. Um, I had a hard time internalizing a map mm-hmm. of uh, of this zone, and running into like the combat in the, on the way between these areas was really frustrating to me. Yeah, like I actually find this to be a really frustrating dungeon. Yeah, when I ended up in a room with with incident, mm-hmm. cool. Yes, you know I love I love going to Alessa's room. I like the content of it. Navigating mm-hmm. this, I think, fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, to me. I'm happy that they figured it out. Um, I mean, by two, there were a couple of areas where this happened, but by three, definitely. You know, the the map for the area for the final area in three, you know, was presented uh, kind of like initially. Some of the areas were just like a childlike drawing. Like this is, mm-hmm. you know, Alessa's you know childhood notebook. Like oh, I'm just going to draw the floor plan of the house, like that kind of thing. But it is it is expanded. Like you know, instead of just making notes about particular doors, the map is drawn in uh, as you go. Like I would not find a map of this place because who would map this? You know, psychological you know illogical no man's land but you know as a concession to the player you know we're going to have this in the interface and it's going to be a cool thing um i wish that they had had that at this point as well um yeah you know because a lot of you know the the main component of this like the connective tissue is all the uh the different floors of the hospital you know those Mm -hmm. l-shaped hallways those all look very similar to each other (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a weird it's a thing where like horror the, the, we we run into this a lot. Uh, horror video games, I think, have a hard time knowing how to climax. Yeah, 
you know, uh, where they have to both be a, uh, a climax to the story, but then also a climax to the play. And with that, they want to tie in their, their forms of gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, and have those be as rigorous as they can at the end. But this was never, never something I was really playing the game for. Yeah. Like the, the illogical space that takes me into a different area was not cool to me from a gameplay perspective. It was just cool to me from a story perspective mm-hmm. from a gameplay perspective it's hella frustrating yeah. it breaks all the rules that are there for a reason yeah you know so the weird intersection of of mediums mm-hmm. like a thing that is incredibly cool in fiction or in a movie is less cool in a video game yeah um so yep. and it's not it's not super long or anything it's not that hateful mm-hmm. you know it's just uh i ended up pulling up a map of it yeah, uh, yeah. having my second monitor because i got irritated yeah i would not uh no jury in the world would convict you uh for doing that not least of which the other bit is that uh if you're spending a lot of time walking through these hallways back and forth you're using a lot of resources and you need them for this dumbass last boss <laughs> you really do uh, you know you, you don't want to end up using a lot of health kits before this because you can make the game unwinnable mm-hmm. uh, because of how they decided to program the last boss yep remember so, being i remember being in high school and uh, a girlfriend got to the end of this game uh and i was like hey i I really have trouble beating this got to the end and like we just spent a whole night going back and you know handing it back and forth trying to beat it with very limited ammo and very limited uh you know healing you know basically Mm -hmm. just trying to get lucky because there was no older save you know because it was an an actual physical uh an actual physical memory card with limited slots so and what is like a, a nod towards kindness that doesn't mm-hmm. actually work, but is a cool idea, is that the developers kind of accounted for this, but in the like a, the weirdest way possible, <laughs> where if you have no ammo, mm-hmm. uh, the game will be like, oh, okay, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, Here's yeah. The thing. But if you have one bullet, they're like, you can do it. <laughs> just give it a you know, shot. Just, just, just try. Slugger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, this isn't a game where you aim or anything. <laughs> Like, I can't do that. No. Fuck, man. There's, there's very little input that I have in this process. Like, don't punish yeah. me for something I don't have control over, please. It, to me, uh, pretty frustrating. Yeah. Uh, as a zone. Yeah. So we'll talk about the cool things that you do inside it. Mm-hmm. But I understand there's the, the low-level confusion and uh, the kind of uh, groping back and forth uh, that happens mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in nowhere. And um, it is, you know, appears to be a, night- a nightmare version of the hospital. There's a, a stairway that takes you down uh, to a classroom, you know, from uh, from Midwich. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the first, uh, you know, like we, there, our save room is in the uh, the antique store. Uh, we have the classroom here, um, except uh, there is a single desk uh, at the center of the room, uh, all singled out. When you look at it, uh, there's, you know, the entire surface has been carved with the stuff. Uh, and Harry calls out, you know, somebody had written, go home, thief, drop dead um alessa people didn't like her there was something different about her something special you know there was kind of like a carry thing going on a little bit Mm -hmm. you know so she was isolated and lonely at school uh we also we on our round here we we get the uh we get some pliers and we get the key of ophiel uh out of the mouth of a spigot which opens a door marked with this uh this mm-hmm. is going to be our themed keys yes for this zone uh after greek uh what did you call them earlier the the, the 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 olympian spirits um, olympian spirits yes yeah yep uh yep. Ophiel, uh you know all these um and the, there there are doors that you find that are uh the, the, that are locked with these they've got symbols on them mm-hmm. so uh these are uh, 
Yeah. When we get through here, we go to a different floor of the Nightmare Hospital. Um, there's a slate at the end of the hallway here. In the other version of the hospital, this is blank. Um, and But when we see it this time, it's a key for that Reaper's List puzzle that we mm-hmm. saw. Um, where I had to put these names in order by age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing this uh, spells the word alert. And this is our code to this uh, keypad near the double doors here. Yeah, it's like a Ouija board layout of, uh, of letters on this keypad here. Yeah. Um, pretty good. Uh, you step through uh, and you get into this uh, into the storeroom. Uh, you know, there's nothing there. And you step uh, step into the back. There's a morgue. Uh, nothing here, but there is a, like a star of David. There's a hexagram. Uh, it's this amulet of Solomon. You're gonna be grabbing all of these, um, you know, just uh, symbols of different religions. Uh, you take it and then you step back out into the storeroom for, uh, one of the saddest scenes in the game. Uh, Lisa is here yeah. and she's figured out the nature of her. Yeah. She's sick. Yeah. You know, she, she says like, I'm not the only one who's still walking around. I'm the same as them. I just didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, she begs you to stay with her. Uh, here because she's scared and save her from them but when she approaches you we get this cutscene of like blood flowing from her hair it's really short mm-hmm. but she's like stumbling and kind of falling apart as yeah. she's bleeding yeah just uh, uh just her, her, her face uh, overtaken by this curtain of blood yeah it's very uh very unnerving really well directed it's like a second long mm-hmm. or two seconds long in this cutscene, but it looks great yeah and i mean it's a it's a great character beat for harry too because you know he doesn't he, do, he has to like push her away and step back you know he rejects the embrace obviously because it would kill him but you know like this is somebody who is dying and needs help um but mm-hmm. he has to uh you know he, he has to leave her um alone um and you get to the other side of the door he leans against the door as it's pounding but then the pounding dies out you can open the door and go back into the storeroom you would think okay i don't want to go in there because that'll be like a boss fight or something but no lisa's gone uh, and her diary mm-hmm. is here um this is tragic she says you know you, you you check this out um she had asked to quit being in charge of the patient's you know, spoken of, you know, very, very, very broadly here, very vaguely, uh, because it is too weird. Uh, she's still alive, but she has these wounds that won't heal. She'll never get better. Uh, they wouldn't take her off of it, but she quit her job. Um, and uh, talks about, you know, she has the, you know, basically, this is uh, an itchy tasty kind of thing. She's writing, talking about the room is filled with insects, even with the, the doors and windows shut. Uh, they get in to spite me. You know, she goes to the hospital. She can't throw up anything but bile, blood, and pus are flowing from the bathroom faucet. You know, she tries to to stop it, but it won't turn off. She needs the drug. Um, they were using the drug to control her. She was addicted to yeah. it as she was working in the hospital, tending to Alessa. And and basically just palliative care, like keeping a ever-dying, yes. you know, person alive. Mm-hmm. For 10 like, years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like continuously in that state of dying, mm-hmm. like Katana Zero style or like, you know, anything like that. Like real uh, addict stooge, just forever in pain. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, pretty rough stuff.
moment. The next puzzle, I like this puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, where there are these zodiac signs and numbers. Um, the uh, you think that you're going to have to pay attention to the sign, but really it's the number of legs. Yeah, uh, that the animals have. Yep. Uh, yeah. Here, you have to notice that that's the correlation. Like, <laughs> yep. what does ten have to do with a crab? Yeah. You know, okay. and then you notice it's the number of limbs. Yeah. No, just uh, I remember streaming this, uh, streamed the original Silent Hill, and I uh, like I didn't remember the trick to this. And I was working it out. I was like, okay, this must correspond to the number, you know, number of the months, but it, like, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Like Sagittarius isn't uh, isn't at twelve. Huh, that's really weird. Okay, so there must mm-hmm. be some kind of offset or whatever. It's a really good misdirect. It's a great yeah. riddle. Yeah, it, it, it's a misdirect because it misdirects down. Mm-hmm. Like it's dumber. Yep. Than it seems like it's just the number of leg on the animal. Yeah, you know, like it, it's it's it. You don't you, you're overthinking it. Yeah. It takes you into overthinking it, <laughs> uh, which is a nice nice way to do it. Yeah. Um, when you do this, you get an item called the Stone of Time, which we then can use to pre- proceed uh, by using that on the clock in the save room. Mm-hmm. This breaks the glass. We can grab the key of Haggith, mm-hmm. uh, and once we have this, we can get to a new floor with a room from the mall that uh, contains all these display cases. Yeah. Uh, here we get the ring of contract and the amulet of mercury. Yeah. Uh, you can use a screwdriver that you found to get at this uh, plate on a wall. Um, uh, this in one of these patient rooms here, it exposes a key, but the key is a part of a circuit. Uh, it's wired up. You can't grab it without, uh, without being electrified. So you have to find the, uh, uh find the generator and cut the power. Uh, mm-hmm. you go back to the elevator, uh, to go to the third floor um, and, uh, instead of being in the hospital, this is this crude room, uh, with an altar at the end of it. And there are, uh, two paintings. Um, uh, the one on the left is a woman kind of like praying, uh, says to light the future. And the one at the right has this woman, uh, kind of strung up and she's being stuck with spears. This is the light illuminating the darkness. And there are two locked doors with these strange little, um, like pattern locks. Yeah. These little glyphs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trick is you use the flash to illuminate. Uh, these and it'll show you what shape to put it on the glyphs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to yeah. go into these different rooms, uh, the left door will take you to get the birdcage key. Uh, we've seen a birdcage, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in the opening room. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, so it's real near the back. beginning. Yeah. Um, and the right room uh, takes you to this book with a a room with a book about the white Claudia herb. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, you know this drug that has hallucinogens and is used in uh, ancient religious rituals. Yes. Um, the non-U.S. versions of the game have an incredibly important document here. Uh, yes. There's a there's a newspaper article uh, detailing this fire that broke out in town, um, supposedly killing Alessa Gillespie. Um, and the date of that article is the same day that Harry and his wife found Cheryl on the side of the road. Yeah, really important. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, just incredibly dumb. Yep, <laughs> they, they that cut out. that out. Unless yeah, let, let's let, let, let's let's add in. Uh, let, let, let's keep the kid demons that you kill with a pipe. Uh, but let's get <laughs> rid of a story about a kid burning uh, in this you know story that is incredibly fucked up about a mother who condemns her daughter to hell for bad uh, for bad religious cult reasons. Yeah, it feels like a mistake because it's not just in the Japanese version; it also is in the PAL version. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the American version that didn't get this. Yeah. So yeah, just really, really fucking dumb. Uh, you know, not to not to get this uh, this thing. Quite strange. Uh, so we use the birdcage key. We get the the key of Faleg, uh, mm-hmm. which opens the door leading to what appears to be the sub basement of the hospital. Um, this is where you run into phantom children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so little invisible enemies. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, ones yeah. from the school, but these these can attack you. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, and head through further in here. Do we get the hospital uh, kitchen? I really love this. Oh, this is so good. Um, yeah, this is incredibly good. <laughs> There's this fridge with uh, chains, a broken chain and the dagger of Melchior mm-hmm. uh, sticking out of it. Uh, you should definitely save your state and take the dagger mm-hmm. without doing anything because a tentacle comes out of the fridge and drags you into it. Yeah. Die. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the prophecies uh, from the end of G.I. Joe episodes have come true, uh-huh. which is really our hazard. Yeah. Um, do not get stuck into an abandoned fridge. <laughs> do not. Uh, the tent- because no. you're going to get ed up. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just, I, lo- I love that. I mean, it's so unsettling to have this instant death trap right here. Um, you know, it's, it's, I like it when they do that in the, um, uh, in Silent Hill three as well, uh, with the tentacle mm-hmm. monster in the pool that you have to throw the hair dryer mm-hmm. into. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, good. instant death generally really bad in games, but like just as like a little spice put in here as like a you know like almost like this real incongruous thing that'll you know that, that that'll trip you up you know like the, mm-hmm. you had many opportunities to save right before this. It's good and unsettling. It's a very good scare. Uh, so like it is that. it is fine here in this context. And so it's tentacles yeah. that pull you into a fridge. <laughs> it's great. Well, and also it's not uh, it's not super cheap. Like you could reasonably say like something was chained in here and now it's not. Yeah, I think there's blood on you know? like there's blood in front of the fridge too. Yeah, it it, it signals to you. Yeah, I uh, use the ring of contract to repair the chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this allows you to grab the dagger. Yeah. Um, we go into another room which looks like an attic uh, with words and symbols kind of scrawled all over the the walls you know like like happens in horror yeah if these people um, need to buy more legal pads or yeah, they're not 100%. expensive use a pen shides <laughs> um an apparition of alessa appears uh crying under a table mm-hmm. and then disappears yeah Here. you know so she was unsafe even at home you know this is supposed to be mm-hmm. the, the 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 attic at her house uh, we grab an onk symbol, uh, and then we leave. Uh, the next room has some storage shelves. Uh, we think, hey, there are some uh, jelly beans. There's a bag of jelly beans that we can grab. Uh, but when Harry tries to open it, he just there's a big old, big old dumb oaf. He spills all the beans, but he reveals the key of Bathor, uh, opening this up. One uh, of the sillier things that happens yep. in this game. <laughs> it's very funny. And I get like a kid. You know, mm-hmm. is, is projecting all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's very silly that the way that you get one of these key items is by fumbling opening a bag of jelly beans. Ooh, jelly like, beans. Yum, yum. Yeah, like it's a real Mr. Bean move. <laughs> you know? Uh, so beyond this room is a VCR. If we put our tape in, uh, it no longer has static. Yeah. Uh, and it's a tape of Lisa talking about the patient, Alessa. You know, saying the thing she said before, but with additional context. Yeah. You know, the wounds never heal. We don't know what's keeping this child alive. And she really wants to to quit. She's like, let me stop doing this job. I promise I won't tell anyone your secrets. Mm-hmm. I just can't be the caretaker for this, like, burn, perpetual burn victim. Yeah. Just, uh, it, 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 it's quite frankly very strange that you would expect this to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the key of Eritron is here, which will open up the final door, on um, the sub basement hallway. Uh, and you walk mm-hmm. in and you actually see, uh, the ghosts of Dahlia Kaufman, uh, and the two, you know, two other cultist doctors. Uh, the, the room that we walk into is the, uh, the, you know, the room beneath the hospital where Alessa was being kept alive. Uh, and they're talking. Dahlia says, oh, the plan worked. It you know, in quotes, is, you know, sheltered in the in, in the womb. But the problem is half of the soul is lost. Uh, the, the, the incubation cannot be complete. You know, the seed lies dormant. We need to uh, reassemble Alessa, find this missing half of her, 
Um, and this will take time, you know, like we, you know, the, the ritual that we're looking for won't draw the power that is necessary. We need to cast a spell to get the other half of the soul back. Uh, the other mm-hmm. half of the soul being, uh, the infant girl being Cheryl, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. Alessa sent out of, uh, out of the town in order to find a chance to survive. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's a classic soul split <laughs> uh, kind of story. See it every day. Um, yep. Uh, in this room, we also find a disc of Ouroboros, mm-hmm. uh, the machine next to the picture. So we're just gathering up all these objects we need, as we mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, the door across the hall takes you to a version of Lessa's childhood room. Uh, this mm-hmm. is cool. It like feels like a payoff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're seeing some stuff. Uh, we see insect specimens in uh, cases, butterflies and moths. Like, we've been fighting a lot of those. Yeah. We yeah. see the books that she read, you know, and these drawings. And these are all basically what we've been fighting. Yes. During the game. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. Yeah, love that. Uh, we see uh, Alessa's outfit, uh, her little uh, school outfit that uh, she wore when she was seven years old. You know, so that explains like why we've seen her um, and all of that. And uh, the final door, uh, you have to place these various symbols into slots on the wall uh, to go through and get to the the void where you uh, where everybody is waiting for you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this takes us into the end game. Yeah. Um, you know, we see this ghost version of Dahlia attempting to kind of drag a young Alessa across a room here, you know, and just really abusing her. Like, I just yeah. want you to lend me a teeny bit of your power. Uh, and she does not want to do this. She's just a kid. Yeah. You know, she wants to hang out with her mom and not be abused by her mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Dahlia, you know, she has her little epiphany. You know, why didn't I see it before? There's no reason to wait. Herein lies the mother's womb containing the power to create life. I could have done it all myself, you know, so she's mm-hmm. going to take a shortcut. You know, this the, the, this way to reincarnate the demon, everything that she needs is here. You know, we're just going to go and do this. I mean, implying some, yeah. like, really fucked up, you know, sexual abuse happening as well. Yeah. Her womb's just sitting there not being used. <sighs> May as well, you know, dust it off. Yeah. You know? Uh, so we go down the stairs, his landing, very long stairs, you know, genre staple, director mm-hmm. trademark. Um, <laughs> end up on the floor. Uh, we get this cutscene. Uh, or you know, we we cut over rather to this dark chamber in a gated expanse for the the end game. Sybil, if we saved her, mm-hmm. has Dahlia at gunpoint. Cheryl lies slumped at her feet at the feet of Alessa, who is bound in a wheelchair. Yeah, and uh, Dahlia is you know surprised that Alessa was able to project out and place the seal of Metatron around town, um, which she's using to protect herself. Yeah, here. Harry and Flowers, uh, the Flowers stopped it. Like yeah. you actually were cutting down her elder signs, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know the the the, the mark of Metatron. This is what uh, Dahlia told us was the mark of Semiel. If Alessa had finished placing these around, um, they you know they would have formed a larger symbol that spans the entire town, um, and it would have annihilated Silent Hill. It would have kind of cut off the nightmare world that she was put into, uh, by the uh, by the ritual and stopped the birth of the god. Um, you know, and ending her own nightmare existence, you know, but, uh, you know, you inadvertently stopped this from happening. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, so Dahlia succeeded and Cheryl still needs to be sacrificed mm-hmm. for this. Um, not, not too different than the end of RE8 actually, yeah. uh, which we're going to talk about next week in yeah. some ways. There's some, some similarities here. Uh, Sybil tries shooting Dahlia, uh, but the bullet hits this force field because magic Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry arrives and asks Dahlia, like, hey, give me Cheryl. Um, you know, Dahlia says, hey, you've seen you've seen her actually many times. You've seen Cheryl, but she's been restored to her true form. Yeah. Like, Cheryl's not missing. That's who this is. Yes. This is her other half. This is her real version of her. 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've been chasing after what you thought, but like when you arrived in town, the merger happened, you know, Mm -hmm. just uh, Cheryl is gone. It is back to this, uh, this kind of like confusing amalgam of the different forms of Alessa uh, that we have here. Um, You know, and (laughs) Harry asks her like, why, why are you doing this? You know, and Dahlia kind of like exults in this. You know, I've I've been keeping Alessa alive. She's been suffering this fate worse than death. You know, he, the cult's god, has been nurtured by that nightmare, waiting for the day to be born, and that day has finally come. You know, Alessa is not a bad person. Um, she, you know, is not a demon, like if you've just seen the movie or like even some of the later games, like, yeah, no, like you're, you're living in her nightmare, but her nightmare is a, is the, is the result of what the cult has done. It is, you know, shaped by her childhood because, you know, it is her nightmare, but she has been put in this in order to, you know, nurture and create the ground for the, for, for the demon to come back implied to be a semi-L, but you know, that there's a little bit of a wishy-washiness around that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, she's saying, you know, Hey, she's been being tortured for, for 10 years. This is horrible. We need to release her from this. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll be released from this pain and suffering. When we have this day of reckoning, my daughter will be the mother of God. Mm-hmm. And Alessa glows, uh, her wheelchair bound form disappears and she's replaced by a big, uh, angel. Um, if you save Kaufman, Kaufman shows up, shoots Dahlia. You know, it says quit screwing around, return things the way they were before. Yep. Again, she, you know, he's into the cult, but only for money reasons. Yes. You know, he wanted to summon mammon, not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he splashes, uh, you know, he brings out this, this bottle of anti, uh, this exorcism juice. Yep. The um, Dahlia panics thinking that she had destroyed it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know? She so she um, she was the one who uh, smashed all those bottles, but uh, Kaufman kept it as his uh, as his trump card. Kaufman throws it. Um, I mean, just it is a ridiculous slow motion uh, as it flies yeah, and spins dude, in the air. It goes for a long time. It really does. I ended up watching this on YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know because I I got the different ending. Than this uh-huh. initially I got the bad ending. Um, so I was watching it and the parts leading up to it, I was like scrubbing around. When I got close to it, I was watching it at two x speed. Mm-hmm. You know, to get to the to get to the part that was new stuff. Mm-hmm. Even in two X speed, this takes fucking forever. <laughs> yeah. It's comical. Like it's slow motion at twice the speed. Yeah, it's the uh, it's 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 the steamroll the steamroller kill in um in uh, Austin Powers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but the uh, the vial hits. Uh, you know, the angelic Alessa, the 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 incubator. Uh, when it hits. Uh, it stops her glowing uh, as it splashes over her and she starts writhing around. The air is filled with this horrible modulating static as the the, the incomplete being inside of her, this incubus, uh, blooms out of her back like a moth out of, out of a cocoon. Uh, it's mm-hmm. an incredibly cool effect. And as yeah, it comes nice out, looking. as it comes out, it fries Dahlia in this red lightning and then attacks Harry. And then that's when we get our really horrible boss fight. So bad. Where a moth critter uh, hits us with very hard to dodge lightning. And the lightning, every time it hits you, it hits you three times. Mm-hmm. And you must heal to full partway through, like between those hits. Yes. It oh. is a rhythm killing. Like, it's so artificial and gamey. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so stupid. This is I, one of the worst boss fights we've done on the show. I hope that you saved your ampules. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, fuck off. Yep. Fuck all, fuck all the way off. Uh, just really Hall of Shame boss fight. Yeah, and it's it's not a genre that is known for good boss fights. Nope. 
like calling this one of the worst boss fights in survival horror is a really huge statement because even the best survival horror games tend to have pretty lousy boss fights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so w- big wolf, pretty mm. annoying. Uh, yeah. God, God bless you. If you're playing this without a, uh, emulator. Yes. So. Uh, please. Yeah, like you can, you can get this on a Vita. You can get this on, um, PlayStation three, uh, through PSN or whatever. Just, just download a ROM play it in your emulator, get retro arc yeah. or open email. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Save, save states. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you just yeah. got to run corner to corner. And, you know, you have the rifle at this point. Uh, it's easy enough to level this thing at it. You're mostly doing uh, shots at it without being able to see it. Just kind of take it on, taking it on faith that your shots are landing. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, though, you do defeat it. Uh, the incubus falls to the ground and dies. And when it does, you know, we hear a young girl say daddy uh, before it fades away, uh, kind of leaving the, the angelic Alessa behind. Yep. Uh, when this glow that she that's around her finally subsides, uh, she has an infant in her arms and she gives it to Harry and points towards the exit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you, you got your Cheryl. The room is crumbling on fire and Sybil gets up and uh, starts encouraging you to go like walking towards the light. Yeah. Uh, Kaufman gets up, but Lisa crawls through the ground and grabs him, dragging him to hell mm-hmm. for making her, you know, be addicted to drugs and take care of the bad patient. Yep. Uh, and Harry and Sybil run down the street surrounded by fog. Um, we get a white flash to credits and then we get a, uh, a character role of like outtakes. Uh huh. Like the character is kind of mugging and breaking like the beginning of Saturday night live when like, <sighs> Oh look, you know, uh, John Lovitz is just grabbing a hot dog, but looking up at the last second at the camera to see mm-hmm. that he's being filmed by Saturday night live. Yeah. Uh, but for silent Hill characters, it's incredibly weird. <laughs> it's, it is one of the most confused, just, just real tonal whiplash going on. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see you come in. Yeah. I was just hanging out in the streets of New York, my home. <laughs> Getting I'm a real Boston. New York slice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what we described was the best ending. Uh, there are th- um, four other endings that you can get mm-hmm. that all function on uh, two different things. It is uh, whether or not you saved Sybil uh, is kind of the minor one. Um, and whether or not you uh, saved Kaufman and uh, uh, ended up with Kaufman having the uh, the aglophitis, um, the vial yes. of the red liquid. Yeah. Um, so in the the less good, slightly good, less good ending, you saved Kaufman, but you didn't save Hibble, uh, Sybil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry runs out with the baby, uh, with the baby alone. Mm-hmm. Um, he stands in the middle of a non-foggy street looking up at the sky. Yeah. Just kind of stuck there. Yes. Um, um, if you don't save either of them, which I did first, um, <laughs> you, you fight the incubator, not the, uh, the incubus, just, uh, you know, the thing that's in, uh, Cheryl thanks you says goodbye and you fall to your knees saying it can't end like this. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the post credits, you know, we get to see you in a car, uh, or in your car crash with a bloody head. You've been dead the entire time. Yeah. So and, pretty bleak. Yeah. And this is, this has all been a Jacob's ladder occurrence at Elk Al- Creek bridge kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's yeah. the bad plus ending. <laughs> Uh, where you save Sybil, but you don't save Kaufman. You still fight the incubator. Uh, so, you know, there is no hope uh, for mm-hmm. Cheryl uh, even being reincarnated. Um, but instead of just falling to your knees, you know, Sybil is here and is like, hey, you like you need to go. Like, you need to go on and live and you escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is the uh, UFO ending. The joke ending. Uh, yeah, starting the, this uh, series thing. Um, you get this little uh, doodad in new game plus, which you have to use at certain specifics to see uh, certain specific points to see lights in the sky. And if you do this at all the points, when you get to the top of the lighthouse, you get abducted by UFOs. Yep. 
Uh, they still scenes. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they abduct Harry and he uh, says, sorry, let me ask you. Seen a little girl around here, short black hair. Uh, very funny. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, and you get zapped and that's the end of you. Yeah. Uh, and the credits are presented in a Star Wars crawl style, which is very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just very cute yeah with the, the the ufo ending and the uh and the and the outtake thing like yes it is tonally very confusing i'm also very happy that they're willing to be super goofy and that they made the joke yeah. ending a tradition you know the, the the dog ending uh the the only misstep with the joke endings is there are certain games i believe it is homecoming where you can get the you can get the joke ending on accident your first time through so, oh, boy. so, so that might be the the the, the like the, the ending that you experience first and you might just think, oh, that's the that's the ending of the game, huh? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, in, in a general sense, I think that it is a bad idea to make understand your game reliant on playing it multiple times. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, a personal bugbear of mine, mm-hmm. and I'm putting this in my evidence pile. <laughs> like or what you just said, my Silent Hill Homecoming. Pile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the idea that you could get the joke ending and think that's what it is. Like, I don't think it is a safe bet. Or a safe thing for developers to be like, no, 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 people will play it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Of course they will. Nope. You know? um, what, yeah. you're, what you're counting on is that they will feel motivated by the joke non-ending that they got, as opposed to what feels more likely, which is they would feel insulted and feel like their time mm-hmm. was wasted and then put the game away and never come back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the uh, that's the end of the uh, the game. That's mm-hmm. Silent Hill 1. Yeah. Started a yeah. beloved, very strange series. You know, some of my favorite games in the entire world uh, in this series. You said you're saying goodbye to this. I can see myself coming back to this every three to five years um, for as yeah. long as I uh, still have the desire to play video games. I love this game. You know, warts and all. Yeah. I think that it is surprisingly playable. I feel, you know, very modern uh, insofar as, you know, at, at, you know, as modern as one of these classic survival horror games can be. I would recommend people play this if they're, you know, if they're fans of anything related in, uh, into the series, understanding that, you know, this is them learning to walk before they learn to run with Silent Hill 2. Come in with your right expectations. I think there's going to be a lot here for you to enjoy. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is undeniably, to me, a good game. Yeah. Uh, and I do recommend everybody play it. I don't, it doesn't feel essential mm-hmm. to me. Like, people who are not into horror games, who are just into video games, I think should play Silent Hill 2. Yes. You know, I think that is the essential entry in the series. And part of, like, I I try my best to separate it out, you know, Mm -hmm. part of me uh, looks at the the Silent Hill games I think are not quite as good in the context of a series that generally just kind of trends downwards. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they never, like, got as good again as uh, Silent Hill 2. And there's something, you to me, like, so, like, Resident Evil playing the first Resident Evil game, like the very first Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. And again, I think comparisons to the, between these games is fair game because, yep. you know, of course you're going to do it. Um, recontextualizes a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you've played games that take place in the mansion or reference the mansion. Yeah. Silent Hill one does that a little bit in terms of spaces. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit to these spaces, but the storyline started doing more interesting stuff. The kind of theme and stuff started doing interesting stuff almost in the same way that resident evil games started doing different mechanical things. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of just one of the worst versions of it, 
you know, until, until later when they would just, you know, I understand yeah. some of those games are really, really dire. Yeah. Uh, but it's just not as, it's interesting, but it's just not as interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's more interesting as an artifact um, and as uh, an atmosphere devil- delivery vehicle mm-hmm. than something more profound than that. Yeah. To me. Yep. You know, so it's, you know, the difference between a B and an A, but like both favorable passing grades. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really happy to have uh, revisited it. And at the very least, we have the, you know, the three really good Silent Hills under our belt. Yeah. Will the PSP only entries finally make it onto the show? No, there was only Time. one PSP only entry. It was it was the Silent Hill Origins, and they they brought that to PS2 eventually. Oh. Well, Your joke, it, your joke doesn't work. A joke about a, a, bad, uh, a bad Silent Hill game. You know, make, What's the worst one? Make more accurate jokes. Uh <sighs> That I mean, accurate jokes. <laughs> I've seen your Twitter. Uh, the, uh... <laughs> a, a lot of that is intentional. Um, yeah, no. Oh, um, sure. the, the, okay. the 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 worst one. Uh, I don't know. For for me, I mean, like if we're going to discount, uh, if we're not going to count Book of Memories in this, the mm-hmm. weird uh, uh, Dark Alliance game that they saw fit to make in the Silent Hill universe, uh, which is a real misguided kind of which, thing. Which one's that? Uh, Book of Memories. Uh, that's a that's well, a PS. Oh, that yeah, was the, yeah. P- P- PS Vita uh, is uh, is that one. I would say I am like least favorable, maybe on <sighs> the big ones are Downpour. Downpour has like stuff to recommend it. Uh, I, I think it, it's tough to say, but it would it would be between um, Origins and Homecoming, and it depends on the day. I think that those are real dire. Yeah, I. Uh... I know that you liked Shattered Memories more than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I kept when I was trying to remember thinking about Shattered Memories during this, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I kept calling it Silent Hill: The Frozen Throne, <laughs> which is a funny idea for a crossover. Um, but yeah, 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 this is this is this is undeniably good and and worth your time mm-hmm. and super important. Yep. So, uh, thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. If you have anything to say about Silent Hill One, uh, Echo, or Resident Evil Eight. Hit mm-hmm. us up by October 15th at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yep. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please separate them into multiple responses. Uh, that is the deadline for October's games. The deadline for November's games is uh, November the 15th. Uh, and those games are Left for Dead 1 and 2, because uh, they folded 1 into 2. Uh, Stardew mm-hmm. Valley. And uh, the premium one is uh, StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty. Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, we appreciate you. Then we got the WRPG coming up, mm-hmm. and then it's a brand new year. It is. Really excited for that. Yeah. Uh, we got cool stuff on the slate. We do. Um, we will be talking, uh, doing some kind of announcement about Duckstream at some point. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, a couple, just because a couple of people have asked, I wanted to put in the admin, uh, no live shows this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still avoiding that, that, that their Delta. Yeah. So no, I I yeah. have I have family that is infected with COVID right now, and I would do not yeah. wish to uh, be a further vector for anything else. So, yes, yeah, um, yeah, and I think that's about it. Uh, Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV range reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, any anything else? Uh, mm, final bits. Yeah, I mean, I would say until next time, watch out for fear of blood. Mm-hmm.